Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, fans of the NFL Shield, maybe fans from across the pond over there yonder oh, in England if you found us, fantasy there, football yonder. players, everybody in between <laughs> I might have left out joining us for today's show far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 142 of the Talking the Line podcast. Hey, horns up early here, maybe a little foreshadowing. You know the vibes I'm laying down. You know what's happening on this beautiful Friday, pick spectacular, October 8th, 2021, day of bets. Now, I have plenty of vibes to give out. I have plenty of picks to give out. I have plenty of analysis to dish out as well as to the does the man to my left. But before we do all of that, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the ttl pod on hey if you are watching on youtube make sure you hit that notification bell over there as well make sure uh you have it so you never miss the start of a live show any additional ttl crew content dropping but if you're listening to the audio version, your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit that subscribe button there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or the uh, dropping of the audio because I said that bass backwards, but we release that audio after live show is complete. So there you go. There you have it. Next item up on the docket after you get done smashing the subscribe button, hitting that notification bell smash the like button leave us a comment leave us a rating jump on over yonder in the live chat if you're watching live on youtube hey hit that share button as well down there send it on over to your brothers friends sisters uncles neighbors enemies grandmas grandpas anybody i might have left out co-workers anybody first time better daily degenerate the ttl crew is for all and we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do only helps us make ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you last but certainly not least Head back on over to this episode's description where you will find the Talking the Line link tree. First link you will see there in one location. After you hit that link tree, you will find the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and our additional content so you can consume all of that however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, joining us on today's show, I am your humbled, honored, and grateful host, Colton, Colt45, Captain Colt, Chef Colt, Soroka, and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by on this absolutely gorgeous Friday of bets. Hey, we got a loaded show coming at you today. I cannot wait to bring it to you, my friends, but there is one thing 
I need to do before I go any further. And I, I am about to come out of my chair. I have just so much excitement for this show. But please, allow me to do the one final duty that I have forgotten so far. I need to bring in the man that sits to my left. The man that I have referred to in we, us, the crew, far too many times without acknowledging his presence. So for the first time on episode number 142, joining me just as he always does every single morning to my left. You know him. The man. The myth. The degenerate gambling legend. The south side diehard. The TTL resident cheesehead. And oh, let us not forget the birthday boy come Ooh. tomorrow. Happy early birthday, partner. Welcome in, Mr. Riley R. Mags Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am fantastic. I appreciate the birthday wishes, early birthday wishes. I am through the roof for, obviously, not only that, uh, get a little uh, weekend action on my birthday, but also... I've got some massive sports weekends for my teams, and uh, I'm a little on edge about it because, uh, you know, it's uh, not, I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous. I'm just Hmm. not, uh, you know, it's not a no doubt weekend, I guess you will say. Maybe we have something to talk about when Uh, we. uh, Unfortunately, I believe we do, but. yeah, hey, I think I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping and praying it's going to be a fantastic sports weekend for yeah. me. Uh, as far as the non-favorite teams, I know it's going to be a fantastic sports oh. weekend because we've got a hell of a weekend on tap. And uh, I'm excited to dive into some action because uh, we've got a couple hell of uh, cards coming their way and I'm hey. ready to dive in. Hey, you sound like me trying to You start to walk into a sentence <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, get me the fuck out of here. Yeah, and before you know, you know what, I you're know what I was trying to hey, do. I know what yeah. I'm trying to do half the time over here too, yeah, but it never go. comes out right. Either way, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, first things first, uh, just popped over to live chat. Rome, thanks for being here as always. Appreciate you. Hell of a cash on that parlay yesterday if uh, you did get it. I'm 2-0 uh, starting off the uh, NCAA weekend so far. And I told you pre-show, tell you guys now, I am feeling damn good about my college card. So we'll get into all of that. But before we do, we have to get a little birthday shout out there as well, Max. Uh, appreciate you. Appreciate you. <laughs> we, we, uh, we'll get into all of that. But before we do, my friends. As a full transparency show here at the Talking the Line podcast, we must always recap... The previous day's actions, the previous day's best bets, everything in between. And sometimes we will have losers. Sometimes we will not do the best. But not yesterday, my friends. Not as great as we would have hoped, but nonetheless, a positive day. So we hope you tailed the crew. We hope you were like our man Rome and decided to uh, parlay a little bit of action there with the two CFB plays in the under. The under was the play of the day but let's get into it real quick before we go any further all of my best bets over yonder three and three on the day nothing too major uh me and partner both were on the seahawks money line he went one and one broke even but ended up going positive because that daryl henderson touchdown was plus money if you got on it early if you tuned in live you saw it seahawks kind of let us down in a big way last night they did they did, and I, uh, you know, typically that's when you can go positive, but people still might give you flack because, as and people don't look into the unders and these other side bets, mm-hmm. if you're picking the, a side on an NFL game, people take more stock in that. For, I mean, I guess I can understand it, but 
you know, I, you, you can try and blame it on Geno, but Geno almost dragged him back into that game. So, you did, know, man. I think the Rams are just the better team there. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think there's uh, some questions and maybe we'll have something to talk about if we have time about the uh, play calling tendencies of the Seahawks that we have been concerned about. Didn't think it was going to be as much of an issue last night, but it uh, clearly was. And uh, a little bit of a head scratcher on uh, that side of things there. Hashtag let Geno cook. Okay. I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about cook. it at the yeah, end of the yeah, show. Yeah. You know this is going to be a loaded, almost might even be hour and a half, two hour show. We're going to be here a while. We got plenty of picks. We got plenty of everything. So if you got to dip out, come back. It's all good. We will be here doing the damn thing. But also uh, very upset about Mr. Daryl Henderson. I had to get that off my chest yeah. as well. Same as week one, one catch for 17 yards. What yep. the fuck is that? Nice little 17-yarder and then nothing else. Tweeted it out. If you follow me on Twitter, uh, I said, man, I was all over that Robert Woods 58 and a half. Mm, yep. uh, yesterday, receiving yards, he absolutely crushed it. But I said, nah, I don't, I don't want to get too risky. I don't want to do it. But obviously, I should have 2-0 once again to start the college football weekend. So across the board, hey, Four and three day, yeah. not too crazy, no. nothing too wild, but we still went positive money. So hope you uh, cash that out. I was also uh, all over um, the running back for the Seahawks. Alex Collins. Alex Collins, yeah. I uh, had him a little sprinkle on him, two plus touchdowns. Yeah. It just felt right. It, it felt did. like he it was. Did. Man, it just, uh, it just came in. And, man, he almost had the identical stat line as far as receptions, as far as rushing yards. Right. He just didn't get in the end zone. Right. And I think he would have had a huge fantasy day because I, I played him in Yeah, fantasy. you did. I think he would have had a huge fantasy day. I think day it was the not. right move to make. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I think it came down to play calling. They had so many drives that just stalled because they put themselves in such terrible positions. A fourth and two run straight into the best defensive player in the world. Like, what are we doing out here, man? Uh, I would agree with you. Also got another happy birthday shout out. Just wanted to mention that Appreciate you all. Thank you very <laughs> this much. This guy over here. Appreciate uh, you. So, yeah, absolutely insane. Bananas. Um, But that all being said, you guys didn't come to this damn show to sit here and listen to us banter back and forth and go on about our bets and our days and everything that we have done. You came here for one reason and one reason alone. Well, maybe some good vibes, maybe some laughs, maybe some stuff in between, a few rabbit holes. But for the main part... The Stone Cold Locks, picks, insights, analysis, everything in between, and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So right now, cut all the drama, stop all the banter, quit all the nonsense that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get, and let's get into our entire weekend cards. Now, if you didn't know, you haven't been here before, um, we have uh we have kind of done it a couple different ways but we'll do it this week we'll go through our college football cards we'll go through that entire thing then we'll go through our nfl cards um me and mags are lining up on a few college football plays so when we uh line up there we'll just kind of knock them out in the essence of time together sure. he'll sure. talk about them i'll segue a few little parts on there and then uh we'll keep it rocking and rolling now before we get into the first segment on the college football your best bets i wanted to remind you guys always gamble responsibly oh yeah always gamble Most responsibly definitely. and uh afford to be who you can be yeah right uh we kind of had a we recorded our sixth episode of wise words right. last i was night. about to say go and watch that but i'm like yeah, wait no yeah, we just recorded can't, can't it it's coming just, out wednesday coming but. out next <laughs> wednesday we recorded it early our guest absolute electric factor we had a blast um but we kind of talked about that and you know you're gonna see a lot of college football plays for me this weekend and you think how the hell can he afford to do that 
because I manage my money. And that's what I try and preach to you guys and stick to a unit system. I have been able to now bump all of my plays up to $30 straight even plays. I started out just to see what I could do if I could play the same way with you guys on one book. I've started on one book with the $100 that I had, and I started with $5 bets, and I've increased it all the way to $30 bets. Now my other book... We won't talk about what units I do on there. I get a little wild, get a little, a little crazy, but... Experimental, maybe? Yes, a little experimental, experimental sometimes. Sometimes the units can vary in size, but that's because I have the bankroll on that book to do yeah. that. So what I'm saying mm-hmm. is find your unit, find what you like, what works for you, and $5 is okay. Two $2.50 is okay. If that's what your fucking bankroll is, because it shouldn't be more than 2 to 5% of what your bankroll is. I know it's fun to sweat out a fifty hundred dollar bet. It's a yeah. blast. It really is. I get it, but there's no reason for it. And it's even better to volume bet like this in college football, so you don't have to segue or or segment yourself, I guess, into three, four, five plays, and then you go two and three, and all of a sudden, holy shit, there's fifty more games, and now you're trying to chase. And if you didn't like it before, you're chasing, and now you're just throwing money at games that you don't know, and we're dead in the lock of it's college football Saturday, and that's a slippery slope. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think, and I don't want to give too much away because there's very good insights on this next Wise Words Wednesday, but tracking, I I think, and what we touched on, the average person doesn't really track their bets, but it is extremely important because, you know, you might have your five favorite plays, and they might do really well, four and one, you know, a few spreads here and there. But then you open your book the next day like, oh, man, I had a nice day and you might lose a few dollars or you're barely gaining a few dollars. And it's like, what what went wrong? I nailed all my favorite plays because you sprinkled here and there. You did uh, five different parlays. You did all this by tracking it. You actually at least have that proof in the pudding of realizing what you've done and you can stop yourself from doing those mistakes. More mistakes as opposed to, you know, obviously doing what you do well for sure, too. But limiting the most mistakes as far as money management is as important as that is. Big time. I, I always, we never really stop on that. We never really talk about that. And you know, I, I think it's super important, but uh, yeah, I always like to stop and talk. Uh, before we get on with it, Rome st- saw you there too. I have uh, no idea. I think they're uh, Radio City, not Radio City. That's not right. Um, uh, I, I'll think of it here in a minute, but they're Pro M50s is what they are. I got to think about what they are, but ha, we'll talk about it later on in the show. Enough nonsense. Quit getting me into rabbit holes. Doggone <laughs> it. We got picks and insights to dish yeah, out. Wrong day for rabbit holes, wrong I think. Wrong fucking day for rabbit holes. We got plenty of shit to get through so first segment of the day you know where we're starting we're going with college football but we start things off with the man to my left our mags best bets of the day please turn that volume way up if you have not already well maybe not too loud if you're at work because we do get a little wild on these friday pick spectaculars all that being said Open those eyes wide if you're listening. Open those ear holes wide as well and get ready to have your dome pieces penetrated with nothing but stone-cold facts, knowledge, insights, analysis, everything in between. And as always, hey, partner, you have the floor. All right, I appreciate it, my man. I do believe we are lining up on this one. You might have a little more going on in this one. Oh, 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 putting the brakes on me? Apologize to you, to me. I mean, to all you beautiful people, hey. We're not superstitious, just a little stitious. Drinking the black yeah. elixir of the gods on this beautiful <laughs> Friday morning. Take your sip as my partner chokes, and uh, let's get on with the damn thing. Need a second take on that one. Oh! Oh, okay. Hey, am I actually, oh. I'm going to keep that. Okay. I'm going to sip on that mm. while you dish out. 
your first best bet of the day. All right. So as I mentioned, I do believe we are lining up on this one. I think you might have a little bit more uh, on two sides or two plays kind of on this one than I do. But first one, ACC matchup on Saturday. We are going to Virginia and Louisville. I'm not 100% positive if I've got these chronological, so it could potentially be jumping around the... I think I've got it nicely chronological, but I could be wrong. I do think it's in the order. Anyways, we're going to... I am going to Virginia Moneyline at Louisville on Saturday. I think people are sleeping on Virginia, partner, and they went on the road last week to Miami, took care of business, and now Miami has some flaws, but they are still a solid football team, and I think they do it again on the road tomorrow. Virginia's Mm -hmm. offense is much better than people are giving them credit for. Their passing offense is amongst the best in the league, and believe it or not, Louisville's pass defense is amongst the worst in the league. Above all of that, I actually like Virginia's defense to make a difference in this game. I think they're the better defense. I still think their numbers are a little tiny bit flawed because they did play, uh, you know, uh, at the low level. I'm actually not sure if it's low level FBS or FCS. And then they did play uh, Illinois. However, we did mention that Illinois' defense has been pretty solid. So maybe I'm uh, not giving them enough credit. Nonetheless, I think Virginia handles this game no problem. They won last year 31-17. to I predict pretty similar. I don't know about you, partner. If not identical, give me a little tiny bit more offense both ways. 34-23 is my prediction here. Am I tagging you in? Go Thank for you, it. sir. Uh, pretty much said everything I could have possibly yeah. imagined to say right there. Um, where I'm really keying on is that uh, Cavaliers defense. I do believe they're also the yep. better defense here, and I do not think the RPO of Louisville really is going to be anything. I'm not mm-hmm. concerned about that. Malik Cunningham, Louisville's quarterback. There was a little bit of injury, personal reasons, concerns sure. around him going into this. You know, I don't typically worry about that with uh, professional NFL, but when you're talking about it in college football, it definitely is something to note uh, when a key player is doing that. Now, you mentioned Louisville's uh, pass defense, not good, 110th in the nation, yeah. my friend, going up against Brennan Armstrong, quarterback of the Cavaliers, who uh, I think is going to continue to trend yeah, in man. the right you direction. You mentioned it last week, and he proved continue you perfectly to, right. Can, continue to trend, and uh, also I mentioned this last week as well, but head coach Mr. Bronco, mm, is, Bronco. Not to, is not going to uh, – allow any uh any nonsense here with the louisville i think Cardinals. that might be my favorite football name at any level <laughs> I <think> I <laughs> like, honestly bronco uh it's uh bronco, bronco mendenhall, I mendenhall. Think, yes, right? yeah, bronco yeah. mendenhall that's right i was blanking on his last name but you think we're crazy on that i don't believe it because i'm taking the two and a half or two whatever it's at at a full unit i'm also sprinkling a half unit whatever your units are this week on the money line i do believe we catch both of those very solid play but you know I don't come to this gun show without a gun ready, loaded, locked. I don't come with no knife. <laughs> I come with the trends, baby. Louisville, 7-16 and 16 ATS last 23 October games. 9-23-1 and 1 ATS last 33 versus a team with a winning record. Virginia, 21-8 and 8 ATS last 29 games versus a team with a winning record themselves. 5-2 and 2 ATS last 7 following a straight-up win and following an ATS win. And University of Virginia Cavaliers, 5 Five and two ATS last seven meetings with these Cardinals. And I believe this is going to be a shootout for a little while. But then once again, the Cavaliers are going to pull away. And can you say stomp the old birds? Yeah, 100%, man. I'll keep it moving. Last thing for me, you know, we've been on Louisville in the past. I think we'll probably have, be on them again in the future. I, it's not uh, full fade necessarily. I think it's just the wrong matchup for him. Yeah, didn't even bear mentioning. For All sure. good to go. All right. Let's keep it rocking and rolling. Rocking and rolling to the best 
defense in the damn country out of the SEC. We are going to Georgia and Auburn. And I, mm. you caught it out a, bit, a little bit better than number than I did, but I still like this one. Minus 15 and a half for the Georgia Bulldogs. I'm predicting, and this might even be generous towards Auburn, I'm predicting 31-10 Georgia victory here. Like I said, that might even be generous. I could very well see Georgia's defense holding them under 10 points here. Georgia is 4 0 ATS last four meetings. Beat them 27 to 6 last year, and they've Look only this guy improved. With the 4 0 ATS. I, I mean, last four, my guy. But they've only improved this year, and their defense, like I said, is far and away the best defense in the country. They are allowing 180 yards per game, number one in the country. Compare that to Auburn's defense, which isn't bad, number 26 in the country. 303 yards per game allowed a 123 yard difference between the first and number 26 defense it's yeah. not even close yeah we saw what happened last week against arkansas arkansas is no scrub team no georgia is no. just a massive mismatch georgia and alabama are right here the next the next 50 teams in college football are all the way down here. It's not going to be that close. I don't know that it's going to be quite the beatdown that we saw last week, but like I said, my even conservative prediction is 31-10. I think it might be worse than that, partner. Yeah, I would be more than comfortable taking this up to 20 and a half. Yeah, I mean, yeah. keep raising the damn line for all I care. I think it's going to be just fine. The Bulldogs are a buzzsaw right now. I'll keep it nice and tight. You talked about the defense. Bulldogs first in the nation. Total yards allowed. First against the pass. Fourth against the rush. And first in total points allowed, yeah. my friend. I mean, it's not even close. Uh, trends, they are the Georgia Bulldogs, 4-1, and one, last five conference games, 20-7 and seven ATS, their last 27 games as a road favorite. So you don't have to worry about them going into play in Auburn. You see my shirt. I don't give a damn about them Tigers. <laughs> Auburn, 2-6 and six ATS, last eight versus a team with a winning record. 1-5 ATS, last six as a dog. Last week was just a really good spot to back them against the Tigers. If you rode me with the right Tigers, not the LSU Tigers, sure. the Auburn Tigers, a lot of Tigers talking yeah, about yeah. here. Tigers, Tigers, Tigers. Uh, if you wrote it, it was a good spot for them. This week, it's not. Georgia's 7-1 ATS last eight meetings with Auburn and 4-2 ATS last six in Alabama. Give us both. All of the Georgia Bulldogs. Minus 14.5, minus 15.5. Looks like it's going to hold right there, but we're just fine with it. All the way up to minus 20.5. Lock it in. Partner, if you could be so kind, there's one and two. My math's working real good today. What's number three? All righty. So three and four, you might uh, predict it's going to be very on brand for my betting style uh, here say. and what I love to find. We are going to the Big Ten Conference. I am going Penn State and Iowa, and I am going under the 41 and a half. Mm. I am backing both defenses <laughs> to show up tomorrow in Kinnick Stadium. Both teams are top three in the nation in points allowed. Uh, Penn State is right at 12 points per game. I think Iowa is at 11.6. Iowa, uh, excuse me, Penn State's offense has been competent and, and has protected the ball extremely well, and I think they continue to do that. I did say that last week with Maryland. They do protect the ball well, but uh, yeah. Penn State is not Maryland. They have the, so much more size than Maryland. They're not going to force the ball. They are much more conservative with the ball, but I do think they will struggle to move the ball a little bit here, and I'm still not really buying Iowa's offense. I'm not quite as out on them as I was, but they are still 119th in total yards. And I'm not buying last year's score either. I believe Iowa won 41 to 20. Both of these teams are completely reinvented. 
I don't think the winner exceeds 20 points here. I think someone gets to 20 points max, and that's about it. And I think it's going to be a, the most grindy, scrappy defensive game that we're going to see all day tomorrow, partner. I don't believe you are on this one, but I do believe you got something else out of this game. Yeah, I uh, do. It's kind of scary that I did put a projection of 23-20 on this game because that does go a little bit over. Um, I'm hoping that maybe it's a little 2017, so we stay under that for you. I'll flip my position on that. Sure. Yes, for the essence of time, I will dish out my pick on this game as well. I'm taking the Iowa Hawkeyes money line. I'm not going to take them on the spread. A little bit weird, a little bit scary. And honestly, if this game was in Happy Valley, I'd probably probably be taking the Nittany Lions. I wouldn't really even be thinking about it if I'm going to be honest with you guys. This one comes down to me for home field advantage. I mean, these teams are so damn identical. I mean, both 5-0 straight up, 4-1 ATS. They're both uh, almost identical on offense. Uh, Iowa, 2.7 yards per rush. Penn State, 3.2 yards per rush. I mean, it is a game of inches. Uh, Iowa giving up one less point on defense. So I really think it comes down to this game being in Iowa, boys and girls. I... I really think that Iowa City is going to be fucking rocking. Yeah, man. And I know we got some former Iowa Hawkeyes that are uh, fans of the show out there. So uh, go Hawks. Let's get it, my friends. Yeah, I was on the fence on this one. I do believe I agree with you as far as the home field advantage being the difference. But I do prefer back in both defense in this one. But I will move into my next one. Another Big Ten under. You know me. I love my Big Ten unders. And I think we see uh, maybe a little bit more offense than what I just talked about with Penn State and Iowa. But I'm going to Michigan and Nebraska. Mm. I've actually got two plays coming out of this one. But oh, I am going to. Oh, did you right. side over with me? Huh? I did. I did. All I did. Right. I did. Which is, All if right. you followed us, is a funny dynamic because uh, I have been on this team and you've been a little uh, tentative on this team. But nonetheless, Michigan, Nebraska, under 50 and a half. And I'm going Michigan three and a, minus the three and a half. As far as the under, Michigan, top 15 in total yards allowed and points allowed. I think their defense fares well once again today. Nebraska's offense, uh, their numbers are a little interesting. I'm not really buying, I'm not at all buying into their offensive numbers because if you look at their total yards per game, their points per game, it's actually pretty damn solid. But then you look a little closer. They put up a couple 50 burgers against Fordham and Northwestern. And if you've heard us talk about it, we think Northwestern is terrible this year and they proved that they're against Nebraska. Garbage. Nebraska has undoubtedly improved since that loss to Illinois opening week zero. But it's really their defense that has started to really, really improve. And who they, has good defense, too? Both of these teams. Yeah, Michigan both as well. Both of these teams mm-hmm. do, yes. Yes, sir. Uh, Nebraska is 12th in points allowed. They held Oklahoma and Michigan State to 23 points. I think Michigan gets to that number and not quite any further there. But I do believe that Michigan is going to hold Nebraska even lower than that. I think, uh, like I said, people are buying into North uh, Nebraska's offense a little too much. Trust your eyes. Those 250 burgers ain't shit. You probably didn't watch them, and the IM, it, there's no reason to. Trust your eyes as far as the other games. They scored 16 and 20 against Oklahoma and Michigan State. I see a similar 23 to 16 type game here, partner, and I don't believe Nebraska has the stones to hang with Michigan because is Michigan, uh, you know, in a top four conversation? I don't know about that. Not quite probably, but I do think they are far and away the better team in this game here. 150%. And I've been hating on the Wolverines. I know we got some Wolverine fans out there that are fans of the show too. I've been hating on them. I'm on the Michigan Wolverines with you as well, partner. Minus three and a half. Hey, these are your picks. I'm not going to take up too much time here, but a couple key points that I wanted to make is that this is the best defense uh, that the Nebraska Cornhuskers have faced yeah. outside of Oklahoma. And they lost that game 23 to 16. They can lean on their defense for some point in time 
but one thing you need to be careful of is just trying to make bets based off of previous scores. Uh, much like Notre Dame um, versus Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were 13 to 10 in the third quarter, and Wisconsin ended up winning. The, or Notre Dame won the game by three scores, right. four scores. So it's a little bit more surface level than that. Uh, Nebraska actually has a 36.8% chance per ESPN FPI to win this game. So it's pretty even correlation with where the line is sure. set at. That's sure. actually a little bit closer to plus six and a half, plus seven and a half, if not higher. So that's kind of some of the things I wanted to mention. But are you fucking kidding me? You didn't think I. I brought some trends to this fucking fight as well. Get the hell out of here. Michigan, 8-1 ATS last nine weeks, six games. 8-2 ATS last ten games in Octubre, October. For those of you who do not speak Espanol out there, Michigan, 4-1 ATS last five games overall. The Nebraska Cornhuskers, 2-7 ATS their last nine games as a home underdog. And 1-5 ATS their last six October games. Give it all to me, my friends. I've been tentative on them, and I am ready to rock and roll. This is when the Wolverines hammer down. I'm on it. Let's get it. I don't know if they have a uh, scratch'em or do they have like a saying or go something? Go blue. Oh, it is go blue. Yeah, That's go right. Blue. I'm just not a big fan of Michigan. Either <laughs> way, I, Michigan, yeah. I love capping them. <laughs> There you go. Our uh, well, something around fifth, maybe right now for Mr. Magnuson. I think that's uh, four oh. or five. Either way, Michigan minus three and a half. You heard all of them, partner. Please continue four on. And if five. You yeah. So I've got two more left here. A couple different conferences, a couple different sides of the country. We are going back to the ACC for this one, or at least the home team is the ACC team. We are going to Virginia Tech and Notre Dame, and I am back in the home team as my partner is. We are back in the home team. Virginia Tech Hokies. Do not sleep on this Hokies defense. They are. 10th in the country in points allowed and i mentioned the home team lane stadium is a large reason why they are 10th in the country in points allowed their one slip up that they did make virginia tech was on the road against a solid uh, west virginia team yeah it's an electric factory man (laughs) please continue if you would They held UNC, because of that song and that stadium, to 10 points. A top 15 offense in the country. Yes, sir. Put up a couple 50 burgers within their conference. A very solid offense. And Virginia Tech made them look pedestrian at best. I think that's going to happen again to Notre Dame. The public or the books are, I think it was supposed to happen with Notre Dame and Wisconsin. And they, the, you know, the books lost on that one against Wisconsin. They got their lick back against Cincy the last week, the books did. And I think they're trying to set you up again with Notre Dame again today because you open the book, you say, oh my gosh, it's what I don't even know what it is now, minus one plus one. But regardless, pick them, minus one, anything. You see that with Notre Dame and your eyes light up like, oh my gosh, you can't be serious. That's what they want you to think, partner. And I think this Notre Dame offense is going to look pedestrian, much like that UNC defense did. Give me the Hokies at home money line, baby. Give me the Hokies, too. I absolutely love Lane Stadium. Inner Sandman all day long. Uh, Yeah, these teams are actually kind of similar as much as you would not like to believe it. Virginia is actually a Virginia Tech allowing 15.3 points per game and Notre Dame 23.4 and then you're going to give me this game in Lane Stadium you're going to give me Notre Dame coming off the loss to the Bearcats and Mr. Desmond Ritter at home in South Bend. Now they're going on the road as a favorite. I don't fucking think so Junior. Give me all of the Hokies but if you don't believe me and him on all of that Notre Dame is 1-6 ATS their last seven 
October games. 7-3 ATS there. Oh, I apologize. Other way around. Virginia Tech, 7-3 ATS. I get too excited. Their last 10 games as an underdog. They are also 5-1 ATS. Their last six as a home dog. 11-5 ATS are the Hokies in their last 16 home games versus a team with a winning record. And wouldn't you know that Notre Dame won last year's matchup in South Bend 21-20. Boy, oh boy, sure seems like the books have this one spot on, wouldn't you say? Me and partner are right on it. Give us the Hokies in Lane Stadium, plus one, minus a half. Pick them, do your line shopping. We love it at the plus one. All that being said, partner, you got one more to dish out. Let them have it. Alrighty, so we are going, as I mentioned, to the other side of the country, the Pac-12. Oh. We are going to Utah and USC. Oh. oh, yes, we are. Going Utah plus the three. Yes, USC has been very inconsistent. And like you mentioned a few minutes ago, do not look at previous box scores as your main way to cap games. I'm ignoring last week's win over Colorado. Unless I'm blanking on a different team, I do believe Colorado is the worst team in the Pac-12. USC laid the they fucking suck. Yes, they do. Am I blanking on somebody else that's <laughs> no. worse than them in the Pac-12? Right. They're very bad. Utah is beginning to find themselves. They came into the season as a ranked team. They stumbled out of the gates, and not even a bad stumble. They played and lost to a really good BYU team. They're starting to pick back up again. They're 13th in the nation against pass, and I think we are going to leave this game really impressed by their defense. USC's offense relies on their pass offense, and I think they struggle against the 13th-ranked defense against the pass. I know you've got more than I do on this one. I That was the main thing that I really like in this one, partner. So I love the points. I would be interested in a sprinkle on the money line, but I think I'll play it safe with the three here. I'm taking the three as well, my uh -huh. friend. Uh, it has lost the hook from three and a half open uh, to uh, open the week here. So I absolutely love it. I'm going to stay safe with the points too, but to segue how you closed it off there, I, too, don't think the Trojans are just going to be able to move the ball at uh, free will. Caden Slovis, uh, that other quarterback they got, they're running the two-quarterback system. It has shown flaws this year, man. And Utah is 13th in the nation against the pass, 64th against the rush. So it's still not outside of the top 10. Distant right. as hell, 25th in total yards allowed. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. These teams on defense are spot on. I think it's going to be a shootout. I'm going to take the dog in college football anytime, especially with how USC's been playing. Utah's allowing 22.3. Um, points per game, whereas mm -hmm. USC is allowing 24.4. So I love this one as well. You know what? One final thing that I always keep people in on, and it is very, very important, is when certain teams are a dog that aren't typically a dog. Oh, yeah. Their last 10 games, the Utes have been a dog one time. And in their last 25 games overall, three times they've been an underdog you have to take the points you don't believe me believe the trends the Utes are 7-0 ATS their last seven October games 9-2 ATS their last 11 following a straight up win boatload of numbers here for you 46-22-2 ATS their last 70 as a road underdog Utah uh, is also 35-16-1 ATS their last 52 mm. as a road dog. That last one was as a road dog. The previous one was as an underdog in general. Okay. So they're great as an underdog. I had road dog written down twice. You know, it's typically good uh, when Pass Colton writes the right notes down. But hey, what the hell? You get where I'm at. Let me tell you too, USC is 2-5 and five ATS their last seven games following a straight-up win of 20-plus points mm. or more. Can you say let down spot? Give him, give me the Utah Utes plus three. 
or whatever it is on your current book. I love that last one, my man. I mean, that really plays into the big brand names after a massive win like that being mm. a huge letdown spot. And to hammer it home again, they they have put up some performances where they have 40 burgers, yeah. possibly even a 50 yeah. burger. But you look at those teams and they're terrible pass defenses. Give us the Utes with the stingy pass defense here. Uh, smash it in. Uh, which one? Uh, which one was it? Rome uh, for the two and a half. Uh, I think the it was what we just talked about, right? For uh, Utah, two and a half. Utah plus yeah, three, it's Virginia probably, Tech. It's probably Utah. I would say it's probably Utah. So if it's Utah down to two and a half, fuck, it's dropped the whole point since three maybe and a half. Maybe the money open. line at that point. Maybe sprinkle the money line, but I, I'm pretty fucking comfortable with two and a half with because it opened at three and a half. So you, right. you see a full line of movement. Now, let me tell you as far. Hey, see, we got your back, bro. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, yeah, I got you. Hold on one sec. Uh, as far as the money split. Yeah, said Utah. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. Uh, it's just a little bit of a latency delay. It's like 10 seconds, but what the fuck ever. Uh, Utah, actually, it's a beautiful place, so it, it, it is worth more worth than it dropping the line. Utah getting 38% of bets on the spread, but 57% yeah. of actual <laughs> yeah. money wagered on it. So yeah, so they want the public to Utah. buy into the 62% on the public. They want the public to keep hammering and to get that money yeah. split even uh, closer to 50. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, partner, anything else you got to lay down, dish out? Anything no, sir. Out? That's about all I got. All right. Well, there you have it. Appreciate your bets. Appreciate everything in between. All right. Yeah, I'd smash the two and a half. And then uh, if you want to, two Rome, maybe a little sprinkle on the money line, everything in between. I really like that play. That's uh, probably one of our favorites of the week. I was going to say, after seeing that two and a half, that might elevate to really one of my favorites for the week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's lost a whole point. So (laughs) losing a whole point, that's holy cow. Definitely something to think about. So keep it rocking. Keep it rolling. Not too bad on time. I'll try and uh, squeak in before 11. How's that I think we're doing out? better than we usually yeah, we might do. do. I, might, I think I'm, I can squeak in before 11, so we got plenty of fucking time for some NFL. Let's do it. So, first time, we're going to the second segment, but staying in college football, so don't get too crazy. I'll recap all of RMAG's best bets and then all of my best bets once I get through dishing them out in the analysis. So, strap in, drop it into third gear, and ready to absolutely blow through. The next 15, 20 minutes, maybe a little less of picks and insights analysis. Hyperspeed, here we go. My best college football bets of the weekend. All right, my friends. Now, I'm not going to tell you too much about this one. If you want to enjoy a sweat with me, um, I w- this is just kind of off the record. I'm not even going to give this out as an official play, but Stanford plus 13 and a half has me very intrigued. I don't fucking understand what is going on. They are far and away the better team. They played the 11th toughest schedule compared to Arizona State's 108th toughest schedule, and I just don't understand what the fuck's going on. It opened up at eight and a half, and now it's up to 13 and a half, so you probably should take the fucking Sun Devils, but I'm crazy enough to take the trees but it's not an official pod pick don't listen to me red flag central that's all i'm gonna say on red that one central. i just wanted to let you know it's all highlighted in pink so it's not an official <laughs> fucking play he's laughing he can fucking never see it that. so let's keep it moving keep it grooving my first official play of the weekend three-star play for me be sure to follow me on the action network app i'm at cash underscore with underscore colt riley is at r mags and you can see the talking the line crew's best bets of the weekend at talking the line i always put a nice little three-star system on there for you so i'll let you know if it's a three-star two-star one-star that stanford play i just gotta play it it's a one-star it might get downgraded to a half a star who knows so hey if you want to sweat with me let's ride i'm sweating it tonight i ha- I hammered it in way too early when it was at 10 and a half and it jumped on me again but my first official play 
I'm going to the game between the Michigan State Spartans and the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, and I told you I will keep beating this drum until it doesn't beat anymore. I'm going to the Scarlet Knights, taking them at plus five in anticipation. This bad boy might drop down to plus four and a half as well. It's at plus five and a half on a few books, so be sure to do your line shopping. But I do believe that this is going to uh, be a pretty big back and forth game. Now, Everyone's pretty much already buying into Michigan State and minus the five. Uh, oh, right below the minus six. Oh, it's perfect. That's a perfect line for them. And actually, we played a couple of minus five so far this year, and they tend to either push right out or lose outright. Uh, so I absolutely love the Rutgers uh, Scarlet Knights in this spot. Now, the last time they were five-point favorites, depending on what book you use, um, the them being the Michigan State Spartans, they played the uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers, and they had to go to overtime, and they failed to cover that game. So I'm not saying that uh, we're going to see overtime here today, but I do believe the State Michigan State Spartans are going to fail to cover. Rutgers has a 72nd ranked per power rankings guru strength of schedule remaining whereas michigan state has a 46th ranked strength of schedule remaining why do i mention that why does that make any type of sense well i'm glad you asked because i do believe that michigan state is going to kind of overlook the scarlet knights here been kind of easy competition in the past and uh, they have a much harder schedule coming up here i think this is a little bit of an overlooked game and they might drop one outright but i'm not telling you to do that take the five you don't believe me on all of that nonsense i absolutely love rutgers defense to be able to lean on them spartans right now they're uh only allowing 5.3 yards per play 3.8 yards per rush uh you'd like to see it down a little bit on the total yards but the yards per rush that's where Michigan State loves to hang their hat. 31st against the pass and 58th against the rush. So I think they have plenty to hang with it. All that being said, you know I got my trends. Michigan State 5-15-3 ATS their last 23 games following an ATS win. Also 5-15-1 ATS their last 21 games in the Big Ten Conference. 3-9-1 ATS last 13 versus a team with a losing record. My Rutgers Scarlet Knights, 6-0 last six ATS after an ATS loss. 5-2 ATS last seven following a straight-up loss. And this has the has is actually the smallest point dog that Rutgers is in almost the last or the last seven meetings dating back to 2014. So I absolutely love the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I will die on this hill. I do not care. They have not burned me yet. <laughs> One uh, little bump in the road is not going to make me run to in the opposite direction. I think they bounce back in a major way, especially being at home. Give me the Scarlet Knights plus five. Okay. I, uh, I'm i interested. I have to be honest. I okay. am interested. But, I mean, you know me by Big Ten. I take a big old magnifying glass on some of these games because I think the Nebraska game that you mentioned with Michigan State really has me thinking it could be pretty damn similar to that one. And so for yep. that reason, I do think I might be backing you on this one. But uh, I stayed away because I I don't know. I, I really don't know why I stayed away, if I'm being honest. These Rutgers-Michigan State games, they're either really competitive or they're kind of a blowout. But I, I, I think the old – I'm not saying Rutgers has fixed all their mistakes, but I don't they think they're the good. stinking to high hell type Rutgers that they we used to know. Good. Yeah. I think so. 
that's all for Rutgers. But as far as Stanford, real quick, Rome, I have no fucking idea. I've looked high and low. No injuries, no key players, no problems, no issues, no nothing. I don't understand it. I don't know where it's coming from, so I'm going to sweat it out. I don't give a damn. It's right below 14. I think the public's fucking crazy, but I might be crazy by the end know. of the night, so who knows? <laughs> That's red flag. Let's keep it moving. Keep it grooving. I'm sorry I even mentioned the doggone thing. I don't want anybody else to have to sweat that out, but hey, if you want to sweat it with me, let's rock and roll. Now, I'm really surprised I did not see you have a play out of this matchup. I went back and forth a million times, dude. I got it covered for us. Do not worry. I am going to the matchup between the Oklahoma Sooners and the Texas Longhorns. Horns up, baby. Taking the horns plus three and a half in the Red River Showdown. A couple of key things why I do believe this is the right side to take. This is a three-star play for me. And one of the main things is this is in Texas. It may be neutral site, but it is at AT AT&T Stadium. And I'll circle back to that to close out everything off here. But I think this is going to be a heavyweight fight. First team to 30-plus point wins it. No doubt in my mind. I also think that after a terrible showing against Oklahoma, Oklahoma last year. Bijan Robinson is going to turn up and he has looked really, really, really good this year. And I think he is going to get his lick back, as I always like to say, against this Oklahoma defense. Spencer Rattler right now, too, I don't think is going to have the biggest success against Oklahoma or uh, against Texas secondary. Right. Uh, they're only allowing 278 or I apologize. They're allowing 224.4 pass yards per game. Rattler's only getting 278.4, so he's not blowing the doors off of teams. And they were supposed to be that top five best team in the league, one of the guaranteed going to the CFB or CFP 100%. I mean, they can still make it. Oh, yeah. But they're just not a team that uh, I think is uh, going to stomp Texas. And Texas is back. We've been talking about it. I think they are going to have more than enough success against Oklahoma. Key closing points Texas. Points allowed, 24 points per game, Oklahoma 19. So a little bit there, but Oklahoma points for 38 to Texas's 43.8. So it almost virtually cancels itself out. I absolutely love it. But one final thing I mentioned, oh, this game's at AT&T Stadium. Mm-hmm. It's not either anywhere it uh, would favor one home team or the other. Well, it is in Texas. But one thing I absolutely love is that Oklahoma is 3-3 three and three ATS, their last six neutral site games. That's since 2019. And Texas, since 2019, is 4-1 and one ATS in their last five neutral site games. Last six, 5-1 and one ATS at a neutral site. I love Texas. They are 8-2 and two ATS last 10 as a neutral site dog and 7-2 and two ATS last nine meetings with Oklahoma, not to mention when they're in the great state of Texas, 4-0 ATS last four meetings there. Give me all of the horns. Hook them, boys, plus three and a half. I'm hook'em's new, hook'em neutral on this one, my friend. <laughs> no, I like the play. If I had to make a play, that would be my play. I'm more, in my head, I see it more of a toss-up, and I think... And I think you're on the right side here. I really do. I think I mentioned last week this Oklahoma team, as you mentioned, they were supposed to be that number three team, if not better, that was going to blow the doors off of everybody. And they just have it. And I'm almost waiting for that to happen. And I don't, and it's almost like my own, not even a betting analyst. It's just like I don't want to be caught on the right side when they finally wake up because this would be the chance to, obviously, the way things are shaking out for them to be the bona fide number three team in the country. And they just haven't mm-hmm. done it. So I think you're on the right side here. But as of now, I'm on the sidelines. All right. Well, Hey, I can't disagree with you, but I absolutely love them. Hook them. Moving on to my next play. Woo, 
pig suey. I'm going back to the boys. Okay. Arkansas, I locked it in plus five and a half. It is quickly dropping, and I do not mm -hmm. know why. It was at six and a half, and it keeps dropping here. Partner will take a look while I tell you about some things why I like it. I just think it's a bad uh, offense or defensive matchup for the Ole Miss offense. The pigs are not a bad team. You said they ain't no scrub earlier no. on in the show, allowing 4.3 yards per play, 4.0 yards per rush. They got gashed last week by the Georgia fucking Bulldogs buzzsaw, and that's the only reason why that's at 4.0, or it would damn near be sub-3. It has been good. 9.3 yards per pass completion, and second in the nation against the past, 129.8 yards per pat, or yards per game. I think that they have plenty to hang in with the Ole Miss uh, Rebs, but one thing that I think that defense allows them to do is really dictate the entire pace of the game. And with that dictation of pace, if you will, Arkansas can lean on their damn good rushing attack, where which allows you, if you watch any football, to dictate the whole entire pace of a game. They are 19th in the nation, 224.8 yards per game, 5.2 yards per rush. And Old Miss is 85th in the nation against the rush. They are trending in the wrong direction, 154.5 yards per game allowed. Arkansas is 144th in the nation in tempo. That is almost dead ass last. They are tied with UConn, my friend, oh, in tempo. Oh, so they love to get the lead and they love to slow it way the fuck down. They are going to get at least a nice uh, touchdown and a field goal 10 point lead and control time of possession but if you don't believe me you know i got the trends arkansas four and one ats last five overall they just ran in that georgia buzzsaw they would be five and oh ats no question in my mind four and one ats last five games in october six and two ats their last eight following a straight up loss and not to mention 11 and four ats in their last 15 following a straight up loss of 20 plus points or more Arkansas also is 10 and 4 ATS their last 14 conference games. The Rebs 2 and 5 ATS last 7 in their conference 2 and 9 ATS last 11 after allowing more than 200 plus rushing yards in previous game. Arkansas leaning on the rushing attack. They are on a skid right now them being the Ole Miss Rebs. Not to mention the Pigs 6 and 1 ATS last 7 meetings with Ole Miss and oh wouldn't you know it Five and two straight up in the last seven meetings as well. So maybe these plus five, plus five and a half pigs are worth a money line sprinkle as well. I'm not giving it out officially. Something to think about by my next best bet up on tap. Woo Pig Suey, WPS, Arkansas Razorbacks, plus five and a half. Okay, partner. I am interested in this one. Woo! I like I love I love the pigs in general. I guess I was just more so confused, concerned. Like, why isn't this closer to a pick'em or even minus three? Yeah. If anything for Ole Miss, why is it so many points? I don't know if that it seems a little too good to be true. Maybe the people are putting too much value on Ole Miss. I really don't know. Yeah, I I didn't know what to make heads or tails of it, and then I found uh, that they are five or six and one ATS last seven and five and two straight up. I just think that. This, I think this line is completely backwards. I, I really do, and I think that they have a chance to win it outright. And I it just might be think like, it's because of Georgia last yeah, week. Yeah. They are not a bad team. No. I really think it's, and it's I, an overreaction. And maybe SEC country doesn't quite buy into Arkansas yet because obviously so. they have a closer, you know, harder opinions on it than we do. But I like the pigs, man. I might be on this one with you come Saturday. All right. Well, my friend, you see that? You see that shit? You know what the fuck that is? What's that? That's dumb dumb. Oh, jeez. And 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 I hope you're fucking watching this. If by some chance you watch this and you're really calling me right now, like, dog, you know 
We are live. Which, which fucking dumb dumb? Well, uh, not the one that showed up at my apartment already this morning, but we are live from, in case, in case, I don't know. May, <laughs> when you say you are live at a specific studio from 10 a.m. until around noon, would you continuously be calling that somebody and trying to get a hold of them? and uh, Call me crazy. Calling me nuts. Who the hell am I? What do I know? But let me get back into my best bets before I get too deep into that freaking rabbit hole. Man, I... <laughs> It has to do with the whole saga in the ceiling, if you guys have seen it. they're calling to apologize for knocking on your door when you clearly well, made it. then I look uh, like an ass, but hey. No, <laughs> no, no, they look, because you they, like you laid out the times they sign. shouldn't stop there, by. But there was a sign on my that door this also, morning, and they beat on my door. And so. you've laid out the times where, like, don't bother us during these times, and they know that, so Just maybe they're work. trying to apologize, but it's still within that time frame, so you're not being an asshole. Yeah, so maybe I am an ass. I don't give a damn if I am. <laughs> my next are. best bet of the weekend, <laughs> West Virginia Mountaineers. Yeah. I am going and I am taking the plus three for them on a full unit. I am also going a half a unit on the West Virginia Mountaineers money line. It's a good day to be a Mountaineer. This is a three-star play for me. This honestly might be one of my favorites of the weekend just based on some of the movement I've seen. And the fact that West Virginia is an underdog to Baylor, even though it is on the road, Baylor couldn't take care of Oklahoma State last week. They couldn't cover. Give me a break, man. West Virginia is not even close to what Oklahoma State is. They are far and away a better team, and I do not believe for one second that they should be the underdog in this matchup. You don't believe me? Let the damn numbers show it for you. Per PowerRankingsGuru.com, West Virginia has played the 17th toughest strength of schedule in the nation compared to Baylor's 111th strength of schedule. Still to play, Baylor plays the 6th overall and West Virginia plays the 26th. So West Virginia gets a little bit of a lighten up from what they've seen, but Baylor's about to run into buzzsaw after buzzsaw after buzzsaw. And I think it starts here with the Mountaineers today. I've seen it at 2.5 on some books too. So might want to get on that early and I absolutely love the money line all that being said Baylor has success when they can rush the ball as a closing thought and they are not going to be able to rush the ball at all against West Virginia because they're 11th in the nation against the rush with only 87.8 yards per game allowed with a 2.5 yards per rush average give me all of the Mountaineers to dominate the hell out of this Baylor team but if you don't believe me you know, I got the trends. They are the Mountaineers. 5-1 ATS last six following an ATS loss. 6-2 ATS last eight following a straight-up loss. West Virginia is also 5-2-1 ATS last eight games as a dog. And 5-2 ATS their last seven as a road dog. Baylor 7-16 ATS their last 23 as a home favorite. And 0-4-1. Their last five October games overall. Give me all of the Mountaineers on the road. I think this is just, as I said, when the Baylor runs into their first team and that sixth ranked toughest strength of schedule starts to rear its ugly head. I'm interested, my friend. I am interested. We'll keep it moving. But, I mean, yeah, I think people are putting too much stock on Baylor taking off Iowa State. Iowa State has been uh, as disappointed as any team in the country, so I'm not buying into that at all. So I might be interested with you on Saturday as well. For sure. Well, I appreciate that. Oh, I uh, totally forgot. Haven't taken an opportunity to roll damn tide. Can't wait. Got a big game this weekend. Cannot wait to see what happens. Old Coach Saban and uh, the boys are getting lit up. But uh, we already talk, talked about, talked about, spoke about, discussed 
the next two plays that I would have dished out. Uh, University of Virginia Cavaliers, uh, plus two and a half going up against Louisville. A plus two, I'm also taking a half unit sprinkle on their money line. We're also both on Georgia minus 14 and a half. I yep. locked it in early in the week. It's up to 15 and a half, comfortable up to 20 and a half. Already told you about Iowa money line as well, so we'll save a little bit of time there. Now into one I haven't told you about. This one, actually, my partner was trying to have a little bit of a TTL showdown with me, and uh, he got a little bit deeper into it, and he said, ah, fuck that. I don't want to put my uh, reign as king on the line with no. this one, and I think that's a very smart move. I actually had wrote up my analysis to absolutely bury you on that. <laughs> and I wouldn't so, have had much ammo in return. So, <laughs> so I won't have too much to say on these guys, because it literally, to start it off, uh, Washington State has been absolutely terrible all season long. They've actually burned both of us, well, me twice, him once, and he has the audacity to try and take them <laughs> as an underdog again is how I was going to start it. So <laughs> let's say off of all of that, keep the goods vibes rolling. What I will tell you is that the Cougs, they suck. They're 0-3 against the suck. spread at home. They are no good, my <laughs> friends. It's bad. Oregon State is actually one of the best defensives that they have faced um, outside of USC and Utah. Yeah. USC, they lost 45-14. to Utah, they lost 24-13. to It might be a tight little game in the middle of it. Maybe in the third quarter, the Beavers lose the lead. But much like last night, they say, what are we doing they put back in the first team and they hammer down and they cover this with ease. I don't I don't see them winning this game under 10 points. Uh, okay, 7, but I think it'll be a sweat and a half uh, or it won't be a sweat and a half. I think it is going to be an easy cover here for the Beavers. All of that being said, I would like this one um all the way up to five and a half just because I think they aren't going to be covering early, but they will sneak okay. sneak in and hammer down late third quarter all the way into the fourth quarter. Uh, Oregon State scoring 36 points per game compared to Washington State only scoring 23 points per game. This is Oregon State's opportunity to hammer down and look real, real good for all that Pac-12 competition. So I will continue to hammer this, but let the trends speak for themselves as always, my friend. Oregon State... 10-1 ATS, their last 11 road games. 5-1 ATS, their last 6 as a favorite. And 9-3 and ATS, their last 12 Pac-12 games. How about that for you? Oregon State is also 20-8 ATS, their last 28 following an ATS win. 35-15-1, last 51 October games. I don't know how you would have been able to combat that with Washington State 0-4 ATS, last 4 following a straight-up win. Can you say letdown spot? Washington State 0-6 ATS, last 6 home games. Historical trends don't matter worth a damn because both of these teams are brand fucking new. Washington going in this direction, Oregon State going in this direction. I'm going to back the team with a three and a half. I don't think it's Fugazi. I'm glad we didn't have to throw bows on that one, partner. Yeah, I won't throw too many bows right now. I uh, don't know that I'll be backing you, but uh, as you mentioned, I pulled myself back out of this one. Yeah, it's definitely uh, one of my two-star plays just because uh, partner did have kind of that thought on it. Uh, yeah, Oregon State minus three and a half. Yeah, it's definitely, it, I, I think it's going to stay right there. Um, I'll actually peep in just real quick briefly uh, to see if uh, the money has moved at O. Uh, yeah, so you can look at this and you can say, oh, 83% of the bets, 91% of the money, but the Shauna Clears and the Houston Cougars took care of that last night. 
you really can't buy steam like that in uh, college football, in college yeah. football. When it's a favorite, it's it's pretty doggone spot on. And I think maybe this in is like gonna... a massive, massive like. Well, I said to you uh, before show. Maybe if it's like um, the Georgia and the Arkansas game, or even and... like Texas Oklahoma. Yeah, and yeah, just yeah. like everybody and their dogs are all over. Like the big show of right, the day. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. If everybody's all over that, but then you look at that and, it, and it's not even the case. Well, so like a, you I'm know a random Pac-12 game. No. No. I'm not worried about it at all. Oregon State minus three and a half. I absolutely love it let's keep it moving keep it grooving okay another two-star play for me I actually might make it two and a half because I actually really like these boys and that is the East Carolina Purple Pirates I think that they have a damn good shot to beat UCF and you might say Cole what the what the hell are you talking about that's UCF that's the Golden Knights they're playing in the bounce house I understand but let me tell you a little something something key reason why the UCF Knights are the Knights is because of that quarterback Dylan Gabriel and it reared its ugly head how flawed that team is without him and the ability to have really a solid mobile quarterback they lost to Navy last week 34 to 30 in the first game without him at quarterback yeah. and that really really um really 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 makes me nervous Dylan Gabriel pretty much you have him behind or under center either way wherever you want to put him on the field you can pretty much guarantee that that drive is going to be a touchdown. I can't say that with their new quarterback. I can't even say their new quarterback's name. I right. have no idea who he is. I didn't take <laughs> enough time to go all the way into it because the stat lines really don't matter that much in this one. I think it is definitely going to be a game that is going to be much less back and forth, and ECU might have a chance to even get out early and not have to worry about trying to scrap back into this game and might be able to lean on their defense is where I'm thinking this one's going to go. Plus 10.5 is way 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 too many points for me with how scrappy ECU has been ECU actually just laid the piping to Tulane I mm -hmm. told you guys about that yesterday Tulane in the in the Houston Cougars that Tulane was going to start looking really flawed and that decent teams were going to start beating the popsicles off of them and man oh man we saw it with the ECU Pirates they are a definitely decent team so I love them uh they are 3-1-1 one, one ATS last five as a dog six and two ATS last eight as a road dog and UCF two and seven ATS last nine conference games and one and four ATS last five as a home favorite give me the ECU Purple Pirates it actually has lost the hook on a few books in the right direction in our favor down to plus 10 give me them ECU plus 10 and a half okay I uh yeah I'll let you keep moving for sure. Absolutely. No, you're not okay. the big EC, EC. No, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate Either it at way, all. Let's keep it. No, I absolutely. We want to save some time here yeah. for the NFL. <laughs> so just a few more for me. I actually only have one, two, three. I do believe it is. Uh, let me double check. Yeah. One, two, three. So we'll be good to go. All right. So I'll smash through these and then we got plenty of time uh, for NFL. First one. I'm going to the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners, and I am taking them against Western Kentucky plus three and a half. This really stuck to me as super odd, first as I saw it, because I knew that UTSA was 5-0 and straight up, and anytime an undefeated team, I don't care who the team is, if they're coming in as the dog, I definitely got to take a look at that. So it's a two-star play for me, not one that I'm just like, oh my gosh, play of the weekend. But when you have a situation like that, it has immense value, and I definitely think it's worth a unit play to me. UTSA has beat a, been a damn scrappy bunch. They beat Memphis in Memphis this year. They beat U of I by a touchdown mm -hmm. in UTSA, but by a touchdown. I think it was in Champaign. Actually, it 
was in Champaign. That's right. Yeah. It was in Champaign. And they thumped UNLV in Middle Tennessee. I know those teams don't really matter to you, but they're pretty much on the same level as UTSA, and they absolutely whooped their ass. Yeah. I believe this is going to be a scrap and a half in Conference USA, and it pretty much is every single damn time. So I'll take the three and a half all day long with the dog on the road who is undefeated and the one UTSA that is five and one ATS their last six week six games five and two ATS their last seven conference USA games and nine and two ATS their last 11 as an underdog in general eight and one ATS last nine as a road dog and last but not least Western Kentucky two five and one ATS last eight as a favorite and one and five ATS their last six October games give me the UTSA Roadrunners Plus three and a half. I'll throw a quick change in there. Or, uh, you know, my little two cents in there. I don't yeah, know why I didn't say that. Throw some quick changes. Uh, like yeah, I, like I think though. Western Kentucky seems to be, you know, public perception. They are much more recognizable name to hammer in at a little small line like that. And I, they have hung in there sort of against a couple Big Ten teams. But as you mentioned, UTSA took another Big Ten team in Champaign and took them down and U of beat I, them yeah. handily. U of I had um, to come back, man. So I, I am very interested in this one. Uh, I might actually uh, hammer this one in uh, alongside you. All right. Another one. Next one up. Here we go. Last of my two. Going to the game between the LSU Tigers and the Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs> and I'm not taking the Tigers. I'm going to take the Kentucky Wildcats, minus three. I think it's going up to minus three on a few books. Um, if you've been following along, much like the Michigan Wolverines, been uh, being tentative on these uh, University of Kentucky Wildcats. Are they fugazi? Is this the real deal? Holy feel, what the hell's going on? And they beat fucking Florida at home convincingly, 20 to 13. And actually, they were down at halftime by three, mm-hmm. 10 to seven. And they scrapped all the way back against Florida. Now, I know Florida is not the greatest in the land. They lost a couple key pieces, but they're still a damn good team at the end of the day. They have, they all, they're always able to backfill. It's what they do. And they lean on their defense. You saw their defense early, and they just got tired, man, in Kentucky. And I think that LSU has kind of a similar defensive style, but they're just so young. And at some point, all of these big, explosive, wild plays that they're making on defense are going to kind of come to an end. And I think we saw that a little bit in Auburn last week with just how much Bo Nix exposed a lot of their secondary. And Bo Nix really hasn't been that quarterback to write home about. So I think that's definitely something to note. And man, with it being again at home for the Wildcats here, if it, I, I would honestly like it to five and a half. I would not mind it. I think they get it done by two field goals here. I really do. I've been sitting on the sidelines on the Cats for so long, and I think they are back ready to rock and roll. LSU actually has a fifth ranked per power rankings guru strength of schedule remaining, and Kentucky has a 47th ranked. So if you just kind of put two and two together, obviously this matchup is a lot easier for Kentucky. So I think they are going to have plenty of success. I could go on for days, but... You know me and my trends. Eight and two ATS are the Wildcats. Kentucky last ten October day games. Four zero and one ATS last five conference games and fourteen and five ATS their last nineteen home games. Not to mention, I do believe that this is just going to be a defensive back and forth battle. And then uh, kind of at towards the end. I see the Cats getting it done by two field goals or so. Okay. I, uh, as I mentioned to you, I have a little bit of a soft spot for LSU, so it definitely puts some bias on me. Yeah. So I'm staying away from this one. And I do like, uh, I do like Kentucky though. I took them. I ended up taking them last week and I paid off, obviously. They so. are valuable, my friend. Yeah. They are valuable, valuable. All right. 
For all of you who stuck around for all of my college football card, we have made it to the final pick of the week. And here we go. Last but certainly not least, I glossed over a few more that I am taking, but we already talked about with my partner. But we'll get to that one when we recap it all here in a minute. Briefly, excuse me, I am taking. This is a three-star play for me. The Memphis Tigers plus three and a half against the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. This line is completely backwards, my friend. And the books are banking on you just kind of knowing uh, the face name of Tulsa as kind of a football school when right now they're not playing what they should be right now. It is not good at all. They got absolutely thumped by the Houston Cougars 42 to 10 last week. It wasn't even funny. Now all of a sudden they're three and a half point favorites again. I just don't buy it. The in last week's game was at home too. They were three and a half point favorites against the Cougars. And I think that Memphis is going to come in and smack them in the mouth, but I will gladly take the three and a half because Memphis has been on a little bit of a skid. They lost their last two games, but they haven't been more than three points. And I don't think that this game is going to finish more than three points if they do lose it. But I do think they get the outright win. So maybe a little bit of a sprinkle. But I ain't telling you that I ain't locking it in. I'm locking in the three and a half. I already have. I absolutely love it. Not to mention that Memphis, when the last time they were as a three-point dog, three and a half-point dog, they beat Mississippi State in Mississippi State 31-29. to So a little something, something to think about for you there. I see a very similar game script happening here um, with uh, Tulsa. And uh, last but certainly not least, put a cap on it. The trends. Tulsa, 2-5 and five ATS last seven home games. 3-11 and 11 ATS last 14 as a home favorite. And 1-4 and four ATS their last five after allowing 40-plus points in their previous game. Last but certainly not least, Memphis is 15-4 and four ATS their last 19 road games versus a team with a losing home record. And I just do not buy the Tulsa Golden Hurricane being favored over anybody after that beatdown last week. And especially... At the same number. Give me the Memphis Tigers plus three and a half as my final college best bet of the weekend. All righty, my man. Good stuff as always. Whoo, sir. All right. No hesitation, no delay, because we got plenty of NFL to talk about. Definitely won't be an hour because we don't have all that many more plays, nope. but uh, <clears throat> we do line up on a lot more in the NFL again. So quickly, before we get into all of the NFL. You know, these are loaded, jam-packed slates. I'm going to have to take a big old swig of water before we get into anything else <laughs> here in a minute. But for the first time, now live. Get out your sports books, whatever one you like to use. Open your ear holes wide. Get your eyes open. Put the visine in so you don't miss them for a second because this is the only time you're going to see them live on your screen again. The TTL Cruise. Best bets for week six of the college football season are now live on your screen. All right, here we go. You got the big card. Let's get through it real fast. Now, me and my partner are lining up on a few things, so I will make sure to mention that once I get to his side. Quickly through it, if you are listening, if you are watching, Rutgers plus five, Texas plus three and a half, Arkansas, woo, Pig Suey plus five and a half, West Virginia plus three and a half, plus two and a half, wherever you're finding it at, and a half unit sprinkle on the money line. Full unit on the Virginia Cavaliers plus two and a half unit sprinkle on their money line. Georgia minus 14 and a half, Iowa Hawkeyes live from their stadium behind us right now. 
Their money line is what I'm taking. Oregon State, Beavers, minus three and a half. ECU Pirates, plus ten and a half. UTSA Roadrunners, University of Texas San Antonio, plus three and a half. Virginia Tech, Hokies at home, enter Sandman, plus one. Kentucky, minus three. I'm buying into the Cats. Michigan, I'm buying into the Wolverines. Finally, go big blue, minus three and a half. Utah, plus three. And Memphis Tigers, plus three and a half. Up above us are Mag's picks. You see them. Virginia money line lining up with me as well as Georgia minus 15 and a half. It has ticked up, but we're comfortable with it at that point as well. The Big Ten homer, he is two Big Ten conference unders for you here. Penn State and Iowa right behind us under 41 and a half. And Michigan, Nebraska under 50 and a half. Love it. He's also straight up just taking Virginia Tech money line. He doesn't need no points. He doesn't need no issues. He's going right for it with him playing in lane. Michigan minus three and a half just like me and much like me as well. Utah plus three. Love it. Love it all. You'd think I would know better than to, uh, you know, separate Michigan from the uh, Michigan and Nebraska under. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. But we can still. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to do. Just make sure you get this weekend's week six college football best bets from the TTL crew in it, whatever the current line is on your favorite sports book. Okay, three, two, one. There they go. That's it. That's a wrap. All right. Flip gears. That was uh, me switching gears. Everything going on uh, does not compute into NFL. Quickly. uh, Just some minor. There's a handful of news updates, injury updates, who might be in, who might be out. So I'll run through them real quick for the NFL. Mm. Dan Campbell said both TJ Hawkinson and Penny Sewell have a chance to play on Sunday. Have been improving. Definitely questionable. Joe Nix, excuse me, Joe Mixon for the Bengals. Running back is not here for the open portion of today's practice. Uh, Brian Flores says Devontae Parker may end up being a game-time decision. Uh, 49ers GM John Lynch says there's a chance that Elijah Mitchell can play Sunday at Arizona. That would be massive for the Niners. Mm. T. Higgins is practicing today. Today. And I believe there was one more update a second ago. Miles Garrett not practicing again today, possibly a second day this week. A veteran rest. He should be fine. He has been an absolute monster. Uh, Joe Mixon is at practice now in a hoodie, so a little bit of time traveling as we go along here. Uh, he's not quite practicing, though. Uh, Mike McCarthy said Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, and Randy Gregory definitely came out of Thursday's padded practice. Okay, all three were limited participants and expected to start. And now uh, what we're about to talk about in a second here, uh, Arthur Smith's presser in London today. Main note, didn't say much about Cavill and Ridley other than there's no timeline for his return. Falcons make a decision, will make a decision on Avery Williams and Eric Harris. Not at practice for Washington. Brandon Scherf, Deami Brown, Cam Sims, a couple of issues there. As far as Russell Wilson, surgery isn't out of the question. Depends on today's MRI results. That is big news there, obviously. And then lastly, for the Cardinals, running back Chase Edmonds was out and working and did not see Byron Murphy or Marco Wilson. Justin Murray also absent. Excuse me. So a little minor stuff there. Not as big as I was actually anticipating. So just a few little (laughs) things to uh, mention. Glad you ran through the whole thing there. And let's keep it moving. Now, into the best NFL bets of the weekend. Week five is upon us. Are you fucking Oof, kidding me? How is it? Steaming right through. Week five of the NFL season. We're here. We're ready to rock and roll. 
Time to dish out more picks back to the now third segment, but first segment of NFL. It is time for our mags, best NFL bets of the weekend. And if, uh, partner, you could be so kind to once again, let them have it. And sir, you have the floor. Alrighty, so we are traveling across the pond at 8.30 in the morning, Central Standard Time. Come on, England! Waking up early for this one. I might, by 8 a.m. our time, I might even sprinkle a little money line, but we are going to the New York Jets and Atlanta Falcons in London, and we are taking the New York Jets plus the three points here, partner. I don't want you to get up too early because you've been saying 8 a.m. since Monday. It's 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time is the time of the start. So I don't want you to I want you to have as much sleep as you I possibly can. I said 8.30, can. and then I said it, oh, come, you, eight, you come 8 a.m. I know, come 8 a.m. I might yeah. hammer in the morning. So I, I, anyways. You, you've just been saying you're going to wake up for 8 o'clock for the game. I yeah, want yeah. you to have some anyways. extra sleep on anyways. Sunday, all right? I just want to make sure you weren't up too I'll late. I'll be up plenty right? early. All right. Keep it rocking. Jets plus three. Jets plus I too three. am on this game as well. So once again, <laughs> essence of time, I'll segue in. Please continue, sir. Got me acting like I sleep until 9 a.m. every single day. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, anyways, anyways, no questions there. I give the edge, believe it or not, to the Jets defense in this game. These teams are fairly similar in a lot of avenues, except the Jets have the advantage defensively. They are 13th in total yards in the entire league, 12th against the pass. Their offensive numbers do look bad, and I'm not saying their offense is good, but remember, the first three games they played were against very good defenses that this Falcons team cannot duplicate. The Panthers, the Broncos, and the Patriots, good defenses, and also a couple coaches that are notoriously just tormentors of rookie quarterbacks. That is not the case today. The Falcons defense is 21st against the pass. The Falcons have not shown that they can do anything well. And now I mentioned the Jets have the 12th pass defense. We just talked about the Falcons receiver issues. Calvin Ridley is out. Uh, Russell Gage is going to be out, I do believe. So I don't know exactly who Matt Ryan is going to be throwing it to. I think the Falcons are going to have a massive struggle. The Jets might look even better than they did last week. I love the plus three. The only thing that gives me any type of concern is that every once in a while in these London games, one of the teams doesn't travel well. But I think with uh, this Jets team, I don't think they're going to be the ones. I could absolutely see the Falcons be the ones that travel horribly and look miserable. And so finally, I'm going to go Jets plus three. And like I said, I might uh, be interested in money line come game time Sunday morning, partner. I wrote it down before we got onto the show. I'm thinking about uh, doing a little sprinkle on that money line as well. You might not have to see me wait all the way until uh, yeah, Sunday morning to I get that so. sprinkled out. But uh, the big things for me, yeah, they've already made the out announcements. Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, probably going to be thrown to Zacchaeus outside of that. I have no idea. Hey, maybe a big fantasy for day for Mike Davis. But I don't think they're going to have a lot of success getting the ball in the end zone because you may mentioned the Jets defense they're actually 14th in the league in points allowed right now 23 and a half points per game allowed compared to Atlanta dead ass last with 32 points per game allowed I think that the Jets D is going to surprise a few folks my friends you already talked about them 13th in total yards allowed 12th versus the pass I think they're gonna be damn good and I've said it a couple times already on this show this week Zach Wilson showed me some damn dog my friends uh last week where he knew he could have put the game uh or could have wrapped the entire game up in overtime he went right to the bench knew it saw the film mumbled under his breath and was ready to rock and roll i think this is not going to be too big of a spot for him and i think we are going to see him light up the league's 24th ranked passing defense in the atlanta falcons yeah i absolutely love it and 23rd in total yards allowed all of that being said, you hear both of our opinions, but you know I bring the trends. Atlanta's 4-15 and 15 ATS last 19 October games, 1-5 ATS last six games as a favorite. 
They are also 1-6 ATS their last seven games in Week 5. Much similar team as it has been over the course of the last few years, which is why I zoned in on those. But with Matt Ryan under center, the Falcons are 58-65-3 ATS since 2008 and 23-29-1 ATS in non-conference games with Matt Ryan under center. Give me all of the Jets plus three plus two and a half wherever you're finding it at I think they got a damn good shot to win this bad boy outright call it a crew pick Jets plus three plus two and a half partner keep it moving keep it grooving Alrighty, so number two play I promise I am no New York homer by any means but play number two I am going to the New York Giants plus the points plus seven Giants, believe it or not, are actually seventh in the league to the pass. I do believe this defense is going to look decent tomorrow, or excuse me, on Sunday. I'm not saying the Giants get the outright win like we were talking about with the Jets. I'm not sure how you feel about that, partner. I think it is mm -hmm. going to be a close, close game. I'm not putting it out of the question. I don't think I'll mm -hmm. be sprinkling it, but I don't think it's going to be out of the question. I do believe this number is inflated. I don't think the Giants are anywhere near as bad as their record would suggest or as public perception would suggest. They are one and three, but they very easily should be two and two, if not could be three and one. I think they are starting to progress. They have been fantastic. Uh, Daniel Jones specifically throughout his career has been, uh, I shouldn't say fantastic, but much, much better on the road. And I do think it's going to be a close one here tomorrow. These Cowboys are four and oh, ATS. I'm th on top of all the things I just said about the Giants. I am fading a Cowboys trend that is sure to die here on Sunday, in my opinion, partner. I am right there with you as well, my friend. I, too, am playing the Giants plus seven. Before I briefly get into that, I just misspoke. I wanted to make sure I corrected that. Atlanta, 58-65-3 ATS as a favorite with Matt Ryan under okay. center. I just said straight up as a favorite. That number is, but still, very solid trends. As for the Giants, my friends... I absolutely love him getting the uh, plus seven. I think that uh, Danny Dimes is going to surprise a few people on the road here. Uh, I will tell you about those trends, but I think this is the biggest square play of the week. Yeah. If you're going to ask me right now, 77% of bets and 84% of money are on the Dallas Cowboys minus seven with their minus 320 money line, getting 78% of bets and 90% of actual money wagered severe monetary liability i'm not buying into it i am going to continue to fade the cowboys seven is way too much they just beat the panthers by eight and now you're gonna give it at seven come on now let's let's think about this a little bit and now it's an afc NFC. or nfc east division game so let's uh each division game so let's think about that but all that being said you know i got the trends the Giants are 12-3 ATS as a road underdog with Danny Dimes under center. That is the fourth best cover rate in the NFL. They are also 22-6 ATS their last 28 games as a road dog in general. Doesn't matter the quarterback, but back to Danny Dimes being the quarterback. Since 2018, the Giants are 9-4 ATS versus the NFC East and 5-0 ATS their last five versus the NFC East. The Giants are also 10-4 and four ATS, their last 14 as a dog in general, my friends. They cover this spot, and with Prescott under center. 
The Cowboys are 15, 18, and 1 ATS as a home favorite. 4 and 10 ATS, their last 14 as a favorite in general. 2 and 5 ATS, last 7 as a home fave. And 2 and 5 ATS, last 7 for the Cowboys against the NFC East. Give us both all of the Giants. It's going to take a little bit of cuyons, but hey, you don't have to uh, think we're crazy just because the Giants walked it off in OT. They're looking good. Healthy Saquon. I think this is going to be the week that uh, maybe old classic McCarthy said this a few times on the show, rears his ugly head. Mm. <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah. That all yeah, being said, yeah. for the both of us, yep. Giants plus seven. Now, partner, keep it moving. All righty. So to the NFC West now, another massive NFC West showdown, 49ers and Cardinals. We are taking the points with the underdog in this one. Once again, you caught a better line than I did on this uh-huh. one. But I've got it at four and a half. You got it at five and a half. I've got the Niners plus the points. Niners in this spot and the Cardinals fading them in this spot have both been extremely profitable. Go ahead. Before you go on, probably commenting on the Giants. I know that probably was way out of left field. Just going to have to have a little coyons on that one, my friend. I'm telling you, it is the right side to play. Please continue with the 49ers because much like our previous play, this is another very smart division play yeah much like that one this one if you're buying into the cardinals heavily this might be coming a, a coming as a surprise to you as well yep. massive letdown spot for the cardinals though seven and 20 last 27 as a home favorite this is way too many points i i'm not sprinkling the niners money line i am a little interested in it but i am not going to go ahead and give that out i do think it's going to be a field goal game here niners eight and three ats last 11 on the road as a dog Trey Lance, you said it to me, partner. That was the final push me off the edge for this one. Everyone's talking about how Trey Lance didn't look great last week. Different scheme that he was uh, not being prepped for as far and as... You do sp- listen to me. How about that? I do listen to you. How about that? And uh, I do believe with the full week of prep, getting him in that uh, actual rep with the ones in the scheme that they want to run with him is going to pay off massively. We already talked about Elijah Mitchell Shit, yeah. coming back potentially. Shit, yeah. That is going to pay massive dividends for this run game. Because over the last two games, that's been one of their issues. And, uh, you know, I watched that. Obviously, I watched the Packers-Niners game. Trey Lance, when he was in there, I was honestly much more scared of him in there than I was with Jimmy G in there. So, like I said, with that prep, I do think he's going to come and look pretty damn solid. I'm trusting the 49ers defense to step up their game and finally show what they showed. Maybe not quite full 2019 49ers defense, but at least maybe 80-90% of that. And uh, I do believe the Cardinals are going to let you down. Could be a close one. I think it's going to be a field goal game one side or the other. Yeah, I put this no more than minus two and a half uh, in favor of the Cardinals. I don't see them winning this more than a field goal at all. You pretty much took everything I could have possibly said, man. I absolutely love it. The only thing that I would add on is I don't think that the Cardinals opponents have been the best barometer of what they actually are as a team. Jacksonville, Minnesota, and Tennessee. Minnesota showed their defensive flaws. We know what Tennessee is on defense and how they are as a home favorite. The Cardinals won that outright as a dog. We love the Cardinals as road dogs, not as home favorites. And Jacksonville, where they should have lost that game outright, but the Jags gone Jag. But I'm not going to say that too much because I might be on that hill again this weekend. But all that they also lost, or they also whooped up on the. Uh, the Rams last week, but that's the Rams coming off of a massive, massive win over yeah. the Tampa Bay Big Buccaneers. letdown spot for the Rams, yeah. and the Rams proved it that they literally went in last night and beat the 12th man. Yep. So there you go. There you have it. But I got the trends to back it up. Under Kyle Shanahan since the year 2017 after the year of our Lord. 
15 and 8 ATS as an away underdog are the 49ers under Cliff Kingsbury since the year 2019 the Arizona Cardinals 2 and 6 ATS as a home favorite that's right this is the perfect spot to be back in the 49ers and the worst spot to be backing the Cardinals but if you don't believe me Arizona is 7 and 20 ATS their last 27 overall as a home favorite not a good spot in general 1 and 4 ATS last 5 versus the NFC West and 1 and 5 ATS their last 6 home games our 49ers are 8 and 3 ATS their last 11 games away from the old candlestick park and 7 or no 10 and 4 ATS their last 14 as an underdog in general i know it's not candlestick anymore i'm just being funny all that being said we're both on it i got it at the better line because i bought in early as hell that better tell you how good this play is my partner's got it at four and a half i got it five and a half lock it in the third best bet coming from the crew san francisco 49ers plus five or plus four and a half i mentioned the final push for me was the trey lance prep also that line movement going down to four and a half despite the public being all over the cardinals getting easier for the cardinals despite all that money I digress. That's all I got on that Thank one. you for mentioning that. Of course, because we didn't mention it. Mind. It was a massive one for this one. slip the old mind. Please continue on, if you would, sir. All righty. So you mentioned them, partner. And I do believe there might be a chance in some type of capacity for what you said about this team to happen. But you I don't believe them. I added them, my man. I added them. A little pew, pew. We are going to the Jags. The Jacksonville Jaguars plus the four and a half. You did say the Jags going Jack. I do think they might have the possibility of doing that on the money line. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you're feeling as that. I don't think it's going to be on the spread, much like they took care of the spread last week, but failed to uh, finish the game off in money line. Mm -hmm. Jacksonville plus four and a half. This Jacksonville team is actually 13th against the Russ. I don't think they're going to have too many issues here with Derrick Henry. I like what I saw from Trevor Lawrence last Thursday. A few extra days of prep to prepare for this game. Big division game. And, uh, you know, this uh, division is... I'm not saying the Jags are going to come out of nowhere and win the division, but this division is a... uh, Right, ugly, ugly division. Worst division mm-hmm. in the league. Titans are insanely banged up, my friends. Over 20 players on their injury report. I'm not saying they have 20 players out in this game, but they do have They have a handful of guys out in this game, but they at least have, I think it's up. They originally posted it on Wednesday. It was like 21-23, and then yesterday they added a couple more. Mm-hmm. They are the most banged up team in the league right now, uh, and this line has not moved whatsoever despite massive public money and buy-in on the Titans. Everybody wants to fade the shit show that is Urban Meyer. 86% of bets, 90% of actual money wagered on minus 4.5 Titans. Correct. If the if this situation happened, let's say week eleven, and the Jags were like two and nine, I would be like, all right, they want, they want, they don't give a shit about this game. Mm. They still want to play for their pride, whether or not Urban Meyer is there or not. A lot of the guys on this team are going to be there right now and in the future seasons. Here, they have no interest in you know saying screw you, Urban Meyer. We're not going to play for you. They might win in spite of that. I actually don't really. I'm starting to believe more and more that Urban Meyer actually really isn't that. He might have a general you know say in scheme and whatnot but as far as the actual position player meetings and player planning rooms i really don't think he has that much in there and they've got some more you know above competent coaches in that staff so i do like i said not going money line i think the jags might blow another money lines uh, action there but uh, i am going the plus four and a half pretty decently confident in this one partner go ahead i am as well and i think i might be brave enough to sprinkle the money line. Okay. i don't fucking know couple key things just to add on nothing too major nothing too crazy what i will tell you is that um 
the defense is something that the thing that you mentioned there, because you mentioned pretty much everything, we're on the yeah. same exact freaking page. Mm-hmm. The defensive side of the ball for the Jaguars, the rushing department, pretty damn solid. Their problem is in the secondary. Yeah. Why they've been giving up so many rushing or, or so many damn yards is because of their secondary. It's all been passing yards. It is what it is. They have a pretty damn solid front seven for them being the Jags. We actually talked about it on the season preview. Like they have a decent yeah. ass front seven. Yeah. I will not deny that at all. Another thing with all these injuries, all these question marks, all these concerns, I think the boys are going to be a little bit tired come the end of the game, come the second half. And this game is in Jacksonville. And wouldn't you know that it's going to be about 85 to 90 degrees <laughs> still at game time, with just about Swampy. 70%, Swampy. 70% humidity just all in it. And I believe that the uh, Jags are going to play right into that. Old Jackson doing his triple-quadruple backflip off the top rope, slamming in, finally going to get their first win at home with Trevor Lawrence under center. But if you don't believe me... Let the trends speak for themselves. The Tennessee Titans, 2-5-1 ATS, their last eight games in week five, 5-8 five and eight ATS, their last 13 as a road favorite, and those are all under Mike Vrabel. 1-5 ATS, their last six as a road favorite. Again, under Mike Vrabel, terrible spot for the Titans to be in. Tennessee is also 6-21-1 ATS, their last 28 games versus a team with a losing straight up home record in Jacksonville is sneaky in the division. 5-2 and two ATS, their last seven games versus the AFC South. This is going to be either a blowout or a shootout because they always are. And if you look last year, it was a blowout for the Titans. And they've just been reversing every year. I see a shootout and I might be brave enough to sprinkle some on the Jacksonville Jaguars. But hey, for now, I'm going to take the plus four and a half. I'm so glad you got onto it, too, because I think in spite of Urban, all of that stuff as well, I think the Jags have, uh, despite despite of the Gipper, we're going to yeah. do it as well. well. I mean, the last day, if, if the books thought the Jags were going to get smoked, this would be at least a touchdown spread. At least. Yeah, yeah, let's see. Let's spot us. Ooh, that's a little concerning. Wow, Isaiah Wynn, Mike Onwenu, and Shaq Mason. Gee, many Christmas. That's wow. Okay, so yeah, we don't have a play on uh, on the old uh, Patriots, Patriots, but we liked them. But I mean, that that would explain why, because actually, red flags would have been raised for the Patriots, and you might be interested in the Texans. I have no interest in backing the Texans, but indicators might push you that a couple uh, don't get into all of that we got we get let's yeah, get, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll get we'll get into all of those here in a little bit because we i got a shitload <laughs> yeah, yeah. of place still to dish out we'll get we'll close it out with all of those all updates right. so last but certainly not least one more your final best bet of the week sunday night football folks bills and chiefs the marquee game of the week going to the buffalo bills money line i really believe the chiefs have one of the worst defenses in football right now frank clark actually might be back in this game but he did play against baltimore earlier in the season it didn't really impact the game much and obviously it helps but i don't think it's going to be enough here the buffalo defense i'm not quite looking into their numbers they are fantastic but they've obviously played some rough offenses i do trust their defense so much more than kansas city i do still believe the buffalo bills have an above uh, top half of the league defense here. The Kansas or the uh, Philadelphia Eagles last week partner did not punt one single time. Side note, it's pretty shocking that a team cannot punt a single time and still lose by double digits. But that's not the point here. I do believe the Buffalo Bills are going to move the ball at will against this Kansas City Chiefs team. 
and I trust the Bills defense to get a, a one or two more stops in that Kansas City defense uh, than the Kansas City defense. The Bills aren't going to play chicken shit football like Nick Sirianni last week and kick field goals when it doesn't make sense. They're going to go for it on fourth and one and fourth and two and take care of those conversions and put the ball in the end zone. You don't kick field goals beating the Kansas City Chiefs. The Buffalo Bills know that they're going to take care of business here. I love this one to be a uh, pretty high-flying uh, scoring affair here. I won't deny that. I stayed away from the total, but I love the Buffalo Bills money line partner. I know you're a little tentative, but I am feeling myself on this one, and I really like it. Uh, yeah, that under 39.5 might be worth a little something in the Patriots. But, yes, as far as your bills go, man, I, I'm i still kind of tentative. I, this is going to be one I got to wait till Sunday afternoon. I just This seems too doggone perfect. Everybody with a phone or the ability to watch NFL knows how the bills have been playing and also knows how the Chiefs have been playing. And I just think that, excuse me, this might be the perfect letdown spot here for the bills. I don't know. We saw it in week one. I don't think that's nothing, them losing to what the Steelers are now and kind of coming back I do think in it is Buffalo. I, I do think it is I, nothing. I don't know how that's just a blip on the map with how bad Steelers have looked. That's something I think you might have to take into effect. But I don't know. I'm not going to get too lost on it. Either way, partner loves the Buffalo Bills money line. He's had it locked in since Monday. If I do first one of the, the week, truth, I locked he has in. had it locked in, locked in since Monday. So yeah. Others have passed it as far as my favorites, but it is still uh, first one I locked in. All right. Well, there you have it, partner. Anything else additional you need to add? No, sir. Go ahead. Right. Well, thank you for your pick. Quickly right on through it, uh, just so you guys are all aware. Partner, I know you had a few of these you wanted to do before. I will get out uh, into my picks real quick. They are actually really, really important. Uh, we do have uh a little bit of an update on joe mixon he's gonna practice tomorrow again to see if he'll be ready for sunday's game so a little weird there they're gonna work him out per zach taylor just to see if he'll be ready for sunday t higgins will play per zach taylor uh looks like mr uh joe burrow is gonna get him another weapon back out for the tampa bay buccaneers gronk Antoine Winfield and O'Connor will all be out, no question whatsoever. However, Jamel Dean and JPP are both good to go. You also have a nice little update that Christian McCaffrey is still rocking and rolling. He's practiced all week and does look to be getting back to full game speed. He might be in. Also, a big one here, uh, the expectation is that Teddy Two Gloves oh, will man. get the start in Pittsburgh. So... It was going to be one of my best bets. You're not going to see it on here today, but you might see it in my uh, one of my bet slips somewhere on the Action App track. I, I like the Broncos with Teddy under center, so we might have to talk about yeah. that. Who knows what's going to happen, but key injury updates always in between. You get it here first if you watch live, but let's keep it moving. Wrap it up for the picks portion, everything in between, with my best NFL bets of the weekend. All right, my friends, so keeping it moving, I just talked about this team, and a key thing I had actually wrote down is um, it's bad for their opponent if the guy I just mentioned is ready to rock and roll, oh, yeah. and that is the Carolina Panthers, minus three and a half, minus three. I don't give a damn where this line is at because one thing I want to key you in on is a lot of people are going to say, oh my gosh, it dropped all the way down to three now. The Eagles are going to do something. No, they're not. Sirianni showed what kind of a coach he is last week, my friends. And this line actually opened up at minus three. It got steamed up to minus four and a half because the Sharps know the right side and the public just bought back in on it. That's why it's back down to three or three and a half, whatever book you use. It's not rocket science. It's nothing that you have to worry about. And especially if CMC gets the fucking start, there's nothing you have to worry about at all with them covering minus three and a half. Now, if this was in Philadelphia, 
I'd have to think about it a little bit, but it's in Carolina. I'm not concerned at all. Sure, the Eagles fans can travel a little bit, but this Carolina team, the culture they're building down there, I do believe they have the richest GM in the league now, and he's really trying to build that culture and build that organization. I was reading some stuff up about that, so... What they're doing there, I don't think they're going to drop one in front of the home fans or even make it a close game. I put them winning this game by 10. I do believe that they are going to find plenty of success in the rushing and passing game. Philadelphia is 31st against the rush and 7th against the pass, but game plans for the teams that have played the Eagles have not been to pass the doors off. They've got a 2-3 score lead and just fucking run it the whole time. That's why they're 31st against the rush. I believe they'd be 31st against the pass if teams actually passed on them. So I'm not in any position to be back in uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Anything less than 10 points at this point, I would say right now. It's a little bit sketchy. We actually talked with a guy from Philly yesterday who uh, had some pretty good insights, and it kind of led me even harder into this play. But if you don't believe me, you don't think that uh, the Carolina Panthers are back after a uh, oh my gosh, a loss to the Dallas Cowboys. Everybody, let's relax on that. Like, for real, can we relax on that? That's all I keep hearing. And three and a half is not too many points for the fucking Philadelphia Eagles. Let's get that straight as well. Trends. Philadelphia, 4-11 ATS last 15 following a straight-up loss and 1-11 ATS their last 12 following a double-digit straight-up loss at home. Can you say on a bender? Philadelphia, 1-7 ATS last 8 on the road and 1-5 ATS their last 6 as a road dog. The Panthers, 5-0 ATS last 5 following an ATS loss, 7-3 ATS last 10 October games, and 5-2 ATS their last 7 versus the NFC. There is no way in hell that Carolina does not win this by at least 10 points, and I think the books are giving too much credit to a 2018 Eagles team, the last time these two teams met, and the score ended 21-17. to Wouldn't you know it, right at the exact fucking spread. Don't buy into that. <clears throat> Don't let the books trick you. Take Carolina Panthers with confidence. Minus three and a half. I, I, I think I agree with you. I am staying out of this one just because it is f a little fishy to me. But to further your point here, I don't really know what the books are doing with these Eagles because they've been in this spot, at least a similar spot, twice already against the Niners and the Cowboys, plus three, three and a half. And it didn't work out for them in either of those two spots. So I don't really know what they're doing with them here. But uh, I'm interested to see how this one plays out. I think you're on the right side, though. I think they're just continuing to drive the buy-in for the Eagles. And, you know, I just... <laughs> Because it got steamed to four and a half, yeah. so I'm not worried about it whatsoever. I love the Panthers this week. Now it's a three-star play. Next one, three-star play for me as well. I grabbed the shovel, boys. If you've been following along, you know we've been thinking about it. You know on Monday I told you I saw the maroon glove pop up through the grave and start looking around for a hand to pull it back up. And what hand did it find? Mine. And I reached and I pulled and I brought back up that Washington football team and I'm taking them plus two and a half. Boys and girls, I got my bulletproof vest on. I got my helmet on tight. My marching boots are laced. I have a couple of extra clips in the pocket for when we run out of bullets. I will die on this hill. I do <laughs> not care. And if I die this weekend on this hill. I will leave the Washington football gambling body to rot in its existence, and I will not return to the hill this season. I will have been burned one too many times, and that is a promise I will make. Now, 
all of that as a preface, my friends. Couple key reasons as to why I actually like this play. Washington football uh, team offense is actually probably going to surprise the New Orleans defense. The New Orleans defense hasn't been everything they typically have been, allowing 5.6 yards per play actually right now, shockingly. Football team's averaging 6.0 yards per play. So I think they smack them in the mouth a couple of times. I really don't know what the Saints team is. I think they're more on that side of no good than actually a team that's really, really good that beats your pack 38-3. to I think that was just kind of a victim of circumstance uh-huh. for uh, the Packers going down to Florida, doing that whole shit. Rodgers has never been good in the old Florida sun. So it is what it is. I think it was just kind of one of those victim of circumstance moments. But... You don't believe me in all of that. You don't. You think I'm fucking cuckoo. You think that they're not just going to show up and actually have a battle in this game. I think that you should take a look at where the money and the bets are flowing in because the Sharps have taken their position. 27% of bets are on Washington football team plus 2.5, but 46% of actual money wagered on the spread is on the football team. I love it. I love them to thump the Saints who are... 4 and 10 ATS, their last 14 week five games. Washington football is 6 and 1 ATS, their last seven October games. They have a bumpy September, and then we wake up in October, boys. That's what I'm banking on. They're also 5 and 1 ATS, last six following a straight up win. 5 and 2 ATS, last seven as a dog, and 5 and 2 ATS, last seven as a home dog, not to mention. Washington football team is 6 and 1 ATS last 7 meetings with New Orleans mm. and 4 and 3 straight up. Mm. I will take mm. the two and a half every day of the week and twice on this Sunday. Might even think about a sprinkle on the money line, but for right now popping the clip, getting ready to go to battle with the books and getting back on the football team hill. Lock them in if you're crazy enough with me. Doesn't look like my partner is he kept his shovel at home. Washington football team plus two and a half. I'm empty-handed, partner. I like the play. I really do. If I had to pick the side, it would be the Washington football team. But I didn't bring my shovel. But I do agree with you about the Saints. I don't think they know who they are, especially offensively, because I do think they have solid pieces on defense. But until they figure out what they are on offense, I don't think they can play complimentary football. And you've seen it so far. Now, when it gets the Patriots, I mean, I've heard a lot of Patriots fans say, what, what do you got going on? You scooting away from mm-hmm. me? Go, go, go. Okay, go, okay. Go, <laughs> I'm just getting prepared. For sure. I'll, I'll let you guys oh, know wow. why in a minute. Jeez. I, yeah, I, I'm done with this one. Yeah, I like your play. I'm keeping my shovel see? at home. We'll see, see after. You see how he's already putting his hand yeah. over here towards Make me? Fun. He knows where the fuck I'm going. You see what he's already doing all right why the hell did i scoot all the way over here i don't think i brought enough fucking armor to this show to be able to dish out this pick with this man not ripping his fucking hair out and wanting to kill me on his fucking birthday weekend and with what the hell happened with his white socks last night now i hope the white socks again going against famber valdez the lefty they beat the absolute dog piss out of him but partner i don't think it's fucking happening with your pack and i do apologize but i am taking the cincinnati Bengals plus three or whatever the best line you're finding it at. Now, I feel all right. <laughs> Saw it at plus three and a half to open up the week. And I said, partner, what the fuck is this? What the hell is going on right now? And he said, boy, oh boy, if if I wasn't a Packers fan, I would be saying the same fucking thing. I was like, all right, I'm going to stay away from it. I'm not going to get wild. I got burned on the fucking Steelers last week. Woke up the next day. It had already lost the fucking hook. It, had, it was already down to three. I said, ooh, Nelly, what do we have going <laughs> on here? Wilbur. <laughs> so I... I said, well, son of a gun, I got to take a look at that. And man, oh man, if this does not scream the Packers, 
or the books begging you to take the Packers minus three. I mean, I don't know what is. They are dying to get you to hammer this in. It is so small. The bad man's back, everything. I think this is the week where we see some serious flaws. Some things I got to mention to you guys, and you might really hate me by the end of all of this, but we'll get through it. Some key issues going on with the Packers. This week, no Jair Alexander. Definitely makes big holes in the secondary. Without him, that secondary is very, very lackluster, especially with his presence. I would dare say starting to become a veteran presence early on in his career. They are going to be sorely missing him. Okay, great. They signed Jalen Smith this week. I don't know how much of an immediate impact he is going to be. Not even sure if he's playing. Not even sure if he's playing. Uh, Packers fans are pretty hyped about that. I'm personally pretty hyped about that. I know he's a Midwest guy, um, and you know I'm not a Packers fan, but I think it's pretty doggone cool when guys are able to do that late in their career. So I uh, I think that um, that's going to be kind of an issue. And overall, the defense overarching just really, 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 really makes me nervous. Some really key guys out, some key guys just showing flaws. And guys, I've said it before. I don't think Detroit, San Francisco, and Pittsburgh are the best barometers right now of where that defense actually is. Pittsburgh shell of themselves last week. 49ers absolutely getting destroyed, and then they let them scrap all the way back in. They let the 49ers scrap all the way back in, for crying out loud. And then damn Detroit Lions. I mean, you can say that game was a blowout all you want. It wasn't that much of a blowout, even though the uh, final score would say so. Last but not least, I know you hate me for it, partner. I got to bound it home. The offense still showing a little bit of struggles. No MVS. You've said it on the show, too. It just really, really, really is important for him to be in there. Even if he doesn't get catches, he still makes that defense be conscious of him deep in the middle of the yep. field, and that takes a lot of eyes off. I think Jenkins might be back. I don't know. Takatari still still not looking great without him we've seen a little bit Which, of pressure happen not to cut you off kind of helping yeah. you that like obviously that helps but they've shown that they're fine without him yeah they've shown that they're fine and it's been a little bit of pressure on that side of the ball now wrapping it all up i won't get too crazy with the offense because i think they're still decent i think they do get smacked in the mouth a little bit by the Bengals, but that's not what i'm really concerned about i think the Bengals are going to jump out early and it's going to throw the Packers off of their game plan. Why do I think that? Because the Packers' defense has only four sacks on the entire year, and that's something that uh, Joe Burrow has been struggling with, allowing uh, or the offensive line to allowing that pressure. You can see a stat line of seven, but they're all half sacks. They have four half sacks so far, so nothing uh, amazing. So I equate it all to four sacks in total. It's not very good down there in Green Bay right now, and I think we might see, or up there, might see a little bit of issues here Green Bay-wise. But last but not least, this is the sharp side. Plus three, getting 27% of bets, 62% of actual money wagered on Cincinnati. Plus three, early on in the week, Green Bay 3-7 and seven ATS, last 10 versus a team with a winning straight-up home record. Cincinnati 4-1 and one ATS, last five following an ATS loss. 5-2 and two ATS last seven at home, and as a home dog, they are 3-0 and oh ATS last three meetings with Green Bay and 2-1 and one straight up. Give me the stripes. Rule the jungle. Bengals plus three. For those of you, uh, for those of you listening, he might uh, uh, he might have had a few palpitations. He is back live in primetime. No, yeah, the injuries, I mean, MVS and Jair, those are... No doubt concerns. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, as far as my own sake, what I will say to make myself feel better about this, Aaron Rodgers, typically, of all the quarterbacks in the league, he is the one that typically defies these trends. Yep. This will be the third straight week in the road that the books need the Packers to yep. fail to cover. They did yep. take care of the last two. Yeah, why isn't it like minus yep. six though? Why isn't it minus six or yep. four or even yep. five? Yep. I don't know, dude. Yep. yep, yep. It's what it should be. I know. Like if it was it four, sucks. I'd be like, I okay, they're winning you. by a field goal, right? <laughs> right. I know. I hate it for you. I understand. I get it. All right. Uh, there Marge, it is. I can. Uh, yeah. The the thing that you said about getting out there early. If yeah. the Packers get the ball first, I'll feel a lot better. But I if think the, the Bengals, if the Bengals get it first, first and go out to score, I yeah. They're going out to yeah. score and it's gonna throw the pack off their game yeah. plan early. I see Bengals being up 14-0 early and shocking some people, but. There you see him. There you go. I got one final play to dish out, and then we got just a little bit of nonsense. I'll get you some motivation. We'll get the hell out of here. We've been scooting right along. A long show today. Yeah, we've got my White Sox coming up. One o'clock, baby. Ooh, excuse me. All right, last but not least, final play of the weekend for me. This is a three-star play. Now, with the line movement, I'm a little bit more interested now in the money line, but I got it early on in the week at minus one and a half. It's turning into a little bit of a public play, but not, not severe yet. I just be a little bit tentative. Write it with me if you want for sure, but just be a little bit tentative on this one. I would lean a little bit more to the money line just with what I've seen. But if it drops down a little bit more as far as money and bet percent on Sunday, then I am more than fine with it. I think that this is going to turn into a defensive battle back and forth game. And I really think that the public is still underestimating the hell out of the Chargers. Yeah. I've said it a million times. The Anthony Lynn anchovies are off of the Chargers. Zah. We do not have to worry about that nonsense anymore and fucking up one of our bites of that glorious pizza and potential for a playoff picture that playoff picture pizza yeah if you will i think even chargers fans are starting to fucking realize yeah. that they got a stud a dude mm -hmm. at quarterback and also brandon staley ain't no schlub himself no that motherfucker gets something done any day of the week what you he said in his press conference sorry to cut you off it was no. like you get it yeah you just get it guy yeah. he, he is <laughs> you just shit. get it brandon staley is a damn good head coach i absolutely love him being at the helm of the chargers i'll keep backing these guys until the fucking wheels fall off and i think it is only just about to trend up i think everybody is running to the browns pretty undeservingly they only beat the vikings 14 to 7 and the vikings had about 30 fucking opportunities to win that game themselves it was not a convincing win if you tell us last week we actually had the vikings and it was a brutal beat and we would say we do it a million times over again with how brutal of a beat it was but you don't believe me on all of that Chargers are back to full health. Brown's dealing with some injury concerns, some questionable stuff, stuff rolling out about OBJ Baker into the week. I just got some concerns about what the Browns are actually going to be able to do going on their second game on the road now, now on the West Coast. But let the trends speak for themselves. 7-16 ATS are the Cleveland Browns in their last 23 October games. 5-3 ATS last 18 versus AFC opponents. And 10-27-2 in their last 39 ATS versus a team with a winning record. The Chargers 5-0 ATS last 5 versus an AFC opponent. 4-1 ATS last 5 following an ATS win and straight up win. And they are 4-1 ATS their last 5 week five games it's time for them to turn it up brandon staley gets the boys hyped and we get to see even more of how much a dude justin yeah. herbert is he's going to light up that team i i do believe i think that secondary is going to get a little bit exposed and they're just not going to get as much pressure yep. as they have been able to them being the browns on defense that all being said my final best bet of the week and before we recap it all los angeles chargers minus one and a half or if it's up to minus three maybe the money line 
Okay, I think I'll be with you on this one, my man. I saw this kind of a toss-up coming into it, but then the more I think about it, the more I continue to lean towards the Chargers. So I think I'll at least have a half-unit sprinkle on this one. I mean, the injury stuff about Baker Mayfield, that's not a, thats not nothing, man. We've seen the eye test of how he, basically he's just missing these receivers, and I don't think that's going to stop here. And... I think the Chargers are, I know the Chargers are a better football team than the Vikings. Justin Herbert is better than Kirk Cousins is. I maybe sick watching what Kirk Cousins did last week. I don't think we had those concerns with Justin Herbert. I think I will be backing you on Sunday on this one, my friend. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, just wanted to wrap it up here. Um, you know, I told you I got the... I got the freaking. I want to take a look at their kind of what some of their guys are playing. I took Stanford plus uh, plus eleven and a half early on in the week. It's up to thirteen and a half. I don't understand that line movement. You want to sweat that out? I would not recommend doing that shit. Um, the under seems like kind of a safe bet in that game. To tell you the truth, I, it's at 28 percent of bets, eighty eight percent of money. I don't know. I personally didn't make too many plays. I was going to take uh, FIU as well. I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into the MLB slate as well yeah. before we did this. I didn't want to bring anything official. I wanted to be able to find some stuff. And man, I just kept going back and forth on this FIU and Charlotte game as well. You might end up seeing me have a play on that, so follow me on the action app or uh, talkingtheline.com. You can see our today's best bets. I'll add it there as well. But I just don't know if I can trust FIU. They burned me a handful of times. It's like the indicators are telling, yeah. saying FIU to us basically, but yeah. they just haven't shown it, and I don't know that and I'm the 49ers, with it. the 49ers have burned this guy a couple of times. Charlotte? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. most especially when we had a TTL showdown. Duke at the beginning of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah piped them so yeah that was the only one and i guess uh yeah we can't back illinois but they covered against illinois last week they did get the loss but uh yeah does, does I, illinois play tonight not tonight now okay are those the only two games on tap for temple college? cincinnati is the oh, other temple. one but it's a 30 point spread yeah i mean i would lean cincinnati temple's I, bad I, yeah they're temple bad. Is bad they're bad i mean they've got I, a couple wins recently yeah, they uh, they surprised Memphis last week, but I'm honestly I don't know I don't like laying that much wood, but uh, maybe. maybe 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 I don't know. It's not the best slate tonight. It kind of sucks because like I, at I, least we cashed the two last night and I went two and zero. But I would say given all those red flags, Arizona State might be the biggest indicator. But I know you don't like to hear that, partner. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it really it really might be. I I just I don't really think Arizona. You might fade me. You might fade me. Honestly, might I might take that one just because Arizona of all these State. indicators. I just don't like how is it how are they beating them by two touchdowns. I don't know. I just yeah, don't know. I, I don't see how Arizona State <laughs> wins by two touchdowns. I just don't see it, and I honestly see them walking it off. I, I, I do not understand, but I did see someone I really respect have it projected at minus 13. So I don't know what to make heads or tails of it. I'm riding the Stanford. If you follow me, uh, Stanford Trees, if you follow me on the Action app, you'll see I said, not a pod pick. What the fuck is going on with this line? Sun Devils favored by two damn tutties and rising. Watch the Trees win this son of a bitch outright. So that's kind of what I'm thinking, but uh, who knows? I have no clue what is actually going to happen. One-star play, not official pod pick tonight. Stanford plus 13 and a half. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, there we have it. There we go. Outside of that, that is my NFL best bets of the weekend. Let's recap them quickly for you so you have them all live on your screen. One more time, pull out your favorite sports book. Get ready to hammer them all in. And for the first time live on your screen on this beautiful October 8th, 2021. So now I don't have to check my calendar too. The TTL Crew's best NFL bets for week five of the regular season 
Coming to you live from London, the beautiful Tottenham Stadium. They are playing in Tottenham this year, not at Wembley. So there you go. There you have it. I think there's a few London games. Uh, yeah, if, actually, there'll be one yeah, in Wembley. There'll yeah. probably, be one, probably be one in Wembley, too. Either way, we're talking about the picks. To the right, you see my best bets of the weekend. I'm taking the Jets, plus three. The Panthers, minus three and a half. Jacksonville Jaguars, plus four and a half. Pew-pew. Washington football team, plus two and a half. Cincinnati Bengals, plus Three, the L.A. Chargers, minus one and a half. New York City football giants, plus seven. And the San Francisco 49ers, plus five and a half. On the opposite side, me and my partner almost lining up identical, but he has one uh, addition. Jets, plus three. New York Giants, plus seven. 49ers, plus four and a half. Little different line there. Jags, plus four and a half as well. And already locked in Sunday night football. As a matter of fact, did this past Monday Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, money line as an underdog. There you go. There you have it. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get this weekend's Week 5 NFL best bets from the TTL crew in it. Whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book. Phew. Ooh, okay, my friend. Holy cow. Thank you all so much for stopping by, hanging out. A couple of free uh, freebies, little brief things for you guys here before we send you on about your weekends. Uh, I'm about ready for a bathroom break, so yeah. let's not dive too deep into that MLB. No, no. Flicking I don't got to. I, I mean, hell, they got they start in an hour, so I'm trying to fucking right. get moving anyways. But so. real quickly, unless, I'm sorry. go ahead, go ahead. My yeah. bad. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I said, yeah, let's not talk about it. And he's like, oh, let's talk about it. First things first. Partner, anything going on in the brain, <laughs> melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks to join us on episode number 141 of the T- 142 of the TTL pod on this beautiful October 8th, 2021. All righty. So I need to make myself feel better here about my sports teams this weekend. Uh, my White Sox, a little bit of sharp indicators on the socks here. Just talking baseball for a brief, brief second here. 50-50 bets, slips, 50-50 money on today's action. It is moving closer to plus 100 for the socks, down from plus 115-ish yesterday and 110 this morning. So starting to feel good. Action projects Lucas Giolito over 4.5Ks. Project him at 7.2Ks. That seems a little wild, but... I'm feeling better, my man. I am feeling better. Brewers is favored minus 157. Rays minus 145 against Chris Sale. And uh, Dodgers-Giants to end the night. I am excited for that series. Giants plus 100 at home against Walker Buehler. So interesting. Might be back in a home dog. I am a big fan of Walker Buehler, though. Very interesting. I'm going to have to dive into some of those lines. You might see some plays from me on those bad boys. But honestly, I just might watch the playoffs as a fan. Yeah, I think Um, the Brewers would probably be my favorite. Best yeah, we'll, yeah we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know at this point in time right now because, man, just getting piped by some fickle bullshit in the last – there's two <laughs> outs that should have never fucking happened. What in the world? When I Like, if I can see it coming in NFL, like, yeah. ah, yeah, I'm not covering this spread. I was on the wrong side. Like, I know I'm on the wrong side the whole fucking game, and then just something – a guy boots it, walks off the game, and, and like, I, I did – I. I can't do that. I want to watch as a fan. I want to enjoy that. I don't want to be pissed off watching those games. Yep. So kind of what I'm thinking, but I still might have a sprinkle here <laughs> or there. Good degenerate I am. All right. Of course. 
All that being said, uh, nothing else too major to cover. Uh, just as a reminder, you guys want a little bit of extra knowledge, insights from some of the greatest minds in the sports gambling industry while you've uh, got some dead time this weekend. Maybe you're waiting for the action to start. Hop on over to the Wise Words podcast playlist. You can find it here on our channel. Or you can also find it on uh, your favorite major podcast director. If you're listening to this pod, uh, you can find it Spotify, Apple, whatever. Uh, see Wise Words and then big green letters are in a green box talking the line sports media right there on the front it's usually uh the second or third one pops up on there we're uh pretty pretty niche in the wise words yeah. but connect with uh the sharpest most electric names in all the sports gambling we get loads of insights i've kind of coined it as uh building our own betting frankenstein yeah. and uh kind of had some laughs on that with our guests last yeah. night so it's been an absolute blessing it's so amazing for us to not only build the network but also just get insights from guys have been doing this so much longer from us and than us and be able to add that to our repertoire and then share that with you guys i mean it is just beyond a blessing to be able to do that for yep. you guys so we can't tell you how much uh we appreciate when you stop by wise words and we're going to keep pumping out some electric electric mm -hmm. episodes make sure you stop by well, I got some dead time this weekend. Last episode was uh, Mr. Cam Rogers. Had a couple people reach out and say they got some nice golf tips from that hey. one. If you like golf betting, go check it out. Mm -hmm. We took down some serious advice on that yes, one. It was sir. a good one. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll have my UFC picks blog out tomorrow morning. Got some solid value on the card tomorrow. Mags is going to have uh, Extra Cheddar, Extra his cheddar. weekly Packers blog. That bad boy will be out on Sunday morning, most likely as well. Other blogs coming out in the near future make sure you hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell so you never miss the start of a live show anything like that any video content but if you just want to stay up to date with everything we're doing always know the latest and greatest just type in talkingtheline.com in your web browser you'll get taken right to our website you'll see all of our additional content our social platforms our featured content our pods everything in between our partners any oh speaking of shout out moneyline dice oh yeah Hello, just had a fucking gnat or something fly in my face. Uh, shout out our partners, Moneyline Dice. We don't like to bring them on um, in these situations. We will very, very soon. But yeah. it's just we have so many plays. We just don't want to disagree on something. And, and we, we we'll bring them back soon. But if you don't agree with all of us, you want to roll your own stuff, shout out Moneyline Dice. Check them out at MoneylineDice.com. You actually go to this episode's description. Just check it out down there. Uh, they have loads of dope-ass merchandise. Nothing is off limits. Whatever you guys want there, you get it in your cart. You head on over to checkout. You can enter code TTL10, TTL10, for 10% off your first order at MoneylineDice.com. Pretty damn sweet. Our favorite all-knowing cubicle objects. They help us get tickets to the window, so you should test them out, too. They are proven. That all being said, You'll see all of that, everything in between, talkingtheline.com. Nothing else for you as far as reminders. Nothing else major, earth-shattering. Just uh, we all need, however, before I send you guys on about your days, on your ways, we all need a little extra motivation, a little oh, yeah. inspiration, a little something, something. And it's funny that my message today actually plays in right where we're at. So quickly, but not too quick, into my motivation minutes of the day. And, you know, as we wrap up today's show and we kind of get speed up and ready to get out of here and ready to go and we got other stuff going and, ah, oh, we got to get this accomplished, not accomplished, do this here, then bang, bang. Oh, my gosh, it's Sunday night. What has happened? Where did the weekend go? Well, I hope you noticed that I slowed down a little bit. 
that was actually my message for you guys today. So I wanted to challenge you to slow down as you go into this weekend. And I wanted to ask you that question, how fast does Sunday night come for you? And if it's like that, and you're one of those people that say, oh man, the weekend goes so fast, I can't believe it's Sunday already. Time moves the same for everybody. We all get the same 24 hours in a day. Why do some people seem that their weekends don't go so fast? Because they have the ability to slow down. Take time for themselves. Realize that in every situation they find themselves in, they can do it with a purpose. They can do it by being 100% in that moment. The reason why your days seem to go by so fast is because you're doing task on top of task on top of task while thinking about the next 15 tasks that you're about to accomplish. All of our weekends are busy. I can't deny that. It's when I get the majority of my shit done. I got to clean the whole studios. I got to meal prep. I got to do laundry. I got to do all types of shit. I understand. I get it. But being in the moment, being in the present, slowing down to do those things will only allow you to take your weekend slower and allow those weekends to elongate and allow you to cherish those moments that you get this weekend, to decompress, to relax, to enjoy some football, to cash some tickets. Those are all, even though this is what we do on the show, it, those are all side fun things. Most important part is this right here, everything inside. And if that's not right, if you ain't got that locked in, ain't nothing on the outside ever going to be locked in either. So I challenge you today, my friends, if you're getting a little sped up, even as we were talking, even as we were going, you're already thinking, oh shit, okay, show's already almost over, this is what we got to do, I got to do this, all right, awesome, bang, bang. Take it a step back. If you're listening, listen to my voice and utilize it as an opportunity to slow way down. I appreciate every single one of you. I can't thank you enough for giving me the opportunity to share my goofy knowledge with you guys. Just a little bit of uh, things that have helped me survive this thing called life. And I found that my weekends don't go by so fast anymore. And Sunday night doesn't come all too quick. Because I've learned to slow down and enjoy every moment of it. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the weekend. I love it, my man. That's a good message for the weekend. Well, some, some kind of wild how it just uh, kind of all synced up there. Everything come full circle. I love those moments. Not bad life. at all. So there you go. That officially is the motivation minutes all right everybody thank you thank you thank you i'm gonna say about 50 more times before we get you out of here but holy shit i can't tell you guys you guys hang around for two hours we talk about all types of shits we have great fun amazing time we have a blast you guys are the shit can't tell you how much we appreciate you let me if i could be so kind send all of you and us into the weekend the only way we know how Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, our friends from across the pond in England, if you have tuned in here today, <laughs> fans the of the NFL Shield, <laughs> fantasy football players, and anybody I might have left out that tuned into episode number 142 of the Talking the Line podcast, far and wide, from myself and Mags. Thank you so much again for choosing to stop by today. 
get some picks, insights, analysis, get ready to run to the pay window with us all weekend long. We are ready to cash some tickets. I yes. told you guys, 2-0 starts at the college weekend. I am loving tomorrow's slate from the both of us. Let's start it off hot. Hey, if you forgot... Tell your friends, tell your brothers, tell your uncles, tell your enemies, tell your neighbors, tell everybody in between. Be a friend, tell a friend. The TTL pot is for all. We want to help you bankrupt these sports books as well. Come on, get in the trenches with us. Load it on up. Load up with picks. And let's get into the daily battles with the books. Hey, we'll miss you guys over the weekend. We love the hell out of you. We appreciate the hell out of you. But we will see you back right here. Come Monday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, but for now. We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday, unless you have any other plans. A terrific start to your weekend and all the way through it. Nothing but cash and tickets, good vibes, laughs, everything in between. And last but certainly not least... Make sure you get those best bets of the weekend hammered in so you can say right side along, right alongside with us, the right way to say that sentence at the end of every show. Let's cash some tickets. Bear down. Go, pack, go. Damn it.